Hi, I'm Paul. You're listening to the Comic Book Rehab Podcast. I'm joined by Dave the Mad Hatter. No, you're not. The award-winning Jimmy Kimmel Almost Live and Arg Pirate Josh Man. It is part it, Pirate Josh this week. Ah, Pirate Josh. There we go. Um, so we talked about dinner. I dinner? have news for you guys. News? Foundry's closing down, dude. What? Yep, it was in the paper yesterday. Wow. Foundry is closing down. Well, they do have really stupid hours. So. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is. I don't know. I, it was just in the paper. They are shutting down. They don't know when exactly, but they are shutting down. As long I'm, as the hidden still doesn't. I'm down. kind of okay with that because I've only been there a few times and each time I was really disappointed. That's the one above the market. Yeah. Not the, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I got the pizza and the crust is like basically like a tortilla chip. It, it's a flatbread pizza. It's, flatbread. it's, yeah. it's the flattest but do they of breads. Do that because they have an oven brick right, yeah. right in I the center. That, yeah. The other time the guy tried to sell me on the peanut butter and jelly burger, and I was like, please, just, do you no. have any normal food? I, I ended up going back downstairs and getting sushi instead. So. All right. So it's another cheesy week, um, which means uh, somebody's going to be happy. Maybe not quite as happy yeah, as I'm the, the buffalo. Bu- I'm out of the buffalo cheese. Are, are, so. Is this still happy cheese? or, or? All cheese is happy cheese. Okay. That's Listen, the only reason good to you're know. out of the buffalo is because he ate it all. <laughs> he Listen, took he took what was li- left. Listening to the which last, was a if sliver. It was socially acceptable. I would have taken the entire block that we had <laughs> last week and just ate it in like three bites. <laughs> <laughs> the amount of willpower I had to to, to sit there harness, well, we, we just we be we like, talk. okay, this is a, this is a, a fair it, amount. It's the funniest part of re-listening yeah. to oh the podcast because you can hear every time Josh goes for it because he just hear, oh. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and, and and the funniest part is like like I think it's like a minute thirty seconds in and and, and Jimmy's like, Well, that's how long Josh held out for <laughs> Yeah, I don't think we're even into our first review no, and Josh, no, Josh. We're still, we're still Well I try to wait to so for someone else to get it because uh, I'm not gonna just like dive into it and be a goddamn barbarian, but why not? We had I, Conan last week, so it would have been a And the week before was Turok, so. I suppose. Yeah. I, right. the, well, the thing is, is mostly because, like, if we ended up fighting over the cheese, I would lose. I'm, I mean, <laughs> let's, not, let's not kid ourselves here. <laughs> He's got a point. He's not wrong. He, he does. Yeah, I well. mean, you, you have a shot against uh, the old guy over there. Just kick a leg and he might break a hip. Which one? Exactly. <laughs> I'm I'm still resilient. I get beat up on a daily basis. So. I don't know. I think when it comes to food, a hip won't bring him down. Listen, the, the shelf didn't well, take when, me when out. When shit hits so. the fan with Dave, like time slows down. So I don't know if I'd be able to get away because like he'd be, he'd be falling, but then I would also like be trying to get away. Time with the would cheese, time and would it'd be like ripple. No. And, and we fa- we found out I have like a half block range. So you get a half yeah. block. Yeah. I got the shop. <laughs> I got to the shoplifter within half a block. Any farther. <laughs> Yeah, Paul. Then, after, then after that he was he was bent over touches he's going what i had to do is is just like instead of like dropping like uh 
caltrips or something, I'll drop like Scotty Young covers or something to distract <laughs> you with. Yeah, well, that would distract him. Yes, or or this week maybe uh, Guardians, <laughs> Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy I bought a few. Would have been a great segue if we were doing that book first, but. We're here to review books, not cheese, or talk about Jimmy's uh, endurance of running. Um, so, the books that came out on January 23rd, we're talking about, There's a, it's a fairly heavy Marvel week um, this week, or it just looks that way because there's 49 Guardians covers, I believe. Um, but we're going to start off with the Immortal Hulk number 12, hot book. Pick of the week. Hot book. Yeah, pick of the week. Not even close. This is my pick of the week. Oh my! Oh my word! This book was wonderful. Pick of the week for Dave and uh, Josh. It, it Jimmy, po- it possibly could have been, but I, I'm certain I, I podcasters spoiled it. Committed a, a, Listen, a, a terrible you, you sin. Can, next week you can get across, and I'll give you three nails, and you can nail me up there. <laughs> I'm sorry, okay? The book was that good. I couldn't. I couldn't even be. We make them that cross out twelve by twelves. <laughs> gonna have to <laughs> reinforced <laughs> put some rebar support on there why are you pouring a concrete cross didn't work on wood <laughs> okay um god i forgot where i was gonna go now hulk number 12 hulk, hulk number 12 yes um we have a little who's telling the story um who's telling the story in the beginning with young with young Bruce. I think um, it's just a narrator. Who's, who's, yeah, well, well it's not the father. No. It's it's it, not Brian. No, it's not Brian Banner. It's it's just but uh, we do Yeah, I don't think there's do, the, there is an identity to the narrator. We, we get a lot we start off with a lot of early back history of the abuse that David went under and yep. them talking about how the Hulk was David Oh, I'm sorry. I'm going TV show. Jeez, you're talking about getting a little personal here. With Lou Ferrigno didn't pop into this yeah, one. Yeah, the cheese. Yeah, with, with Bruce. And um, where, you know, the monster was sort of already there, and we, we have a little display of... And he's, he's already playing with Gamma and... Yeah. Well, this, this might be... To, I don't know if this is actual stuff. This just might just be stuff that's in stuff. his head. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh well, no! The, the back the back story stuff reveals a fuckload that his dad was an expert in gamma. Yeah. Yes. And uh, but this this all ties into the Ang Lee movie. it's a similar. Yeah. It, this reminded me of the Ang Lee movie storyline again. But good. Um, yeah. But good this time. If you notice in one of the flashbacks, though, there are so one of the one of the big things that's hinted at heavily is um, the. Uh, the number two, or it's it's the number two is forced down your throat a lot during this. During the flashbacks, when his dad freaks out on him while he's building that yeah. uh, thing, he says, "You're twice as smart as kids your age." Um, there's a there's a panel where there's two cribs, yeah, um, and uh, it talks about the the story of um, of the twin gods that were ones one represents creation, the other one represents uh, destruction or something like that. Yeah. Um, so it's hinting a lot that basically Banner may have been a twin and that he absorbed his twin in utero and that's why he's super smart and it also explains why Hulk has like different personalities. Um, well, but then we get into that with... Uh, Again, that's all just... Th- 
theory. conjecture at this point, yeah. but that's right. what it heavily implies. During the, that's like, what I got out of this anyway. Well, but McGee pulls this, which is also stuff that comes out, um, you know, throughout Hulk history and stuff, where she's like, okay, how long have you been in charge talking to his multiple personality disorders? Right, because this is not the immortal that we'd seen. This is almost like the kid. Well, in, in the beginning, the, in yeah, he's, he's, yeah, well, because he's reduced to some fear because he's right. in hell. The only thing I don't like about this is, for one panel, he does revert back to, like, speaking in incomplete sentences, and Be- it just threw me off. Because that's the persona that was showing through. Showing through. Yeah. Um, there is an issue in the late 400s of Volume 1 where he is doing the, 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 bat, like, the Mindscape battle thing. Yeah. And, like, it's revealed in that issue that there are, like, thousands of different Hulk personas. Like, they just call, come rushing out. And there is one big bad one at the end that they're all afraid of. So well, I don't yeah, know if this ties into be... that or not. Okay. It makes, I mean, that it, well, it I ex- again, that it's, it's that kind of... Ex- it was about the maestro. No, 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 because the maestro isn't the big bad in that one. No, there but is... I thought that's what he was alluding to on that one. I don't because know. I think that came out, that was coming out about the same time. Um, no, that was after Future Imperfect. But I, but, but the, the one that was Perfect revealed was as, separate, as the yeah. one that they were all afraid of was this big, huge reptilian dragon-like one. Yeah. So. Um, so we, we were having a little bit more backstory. We see more abuse with Brian um, through this that he's remembering. And then. Like here, this is what happened in issue two, right? Uh, what page is that on? Um, Hang on. Uh, yeah, with the nuclear man. Yeah, nuclear man. Yes, yes. Yeah, and then him sending him down, and so at this point, this vision of of his dad is telling all of this. Yeah, the the dad basically the dad basically reveals that he was kind of the avatar of the devil that inhabits the Hulk now, and that when he when Bruce set off the the bomb and created the Hulk. He opened the green door, and the the green door let this devil into the Hulk as well. And then the devil reveals himself to be the one below all. Right. Which is, I guess, the first appearance of the one below all. Oh, yeah, that's what they say on eBay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Because uh, the one above all has been depicted as a giant cloud, cloud guy with, with, with a face. So um, we get, again, for probably like the 10th time in a row now, the issue ending with Hulk mean mugging us. <laughs> oh, that is just yeah. creepy. Well, how many issues have ended this way, though, with him just revealing a, something a of, and then and staring and right at the reader smirk, yeah. every single time, which I think is funny at this point. But I, I mean, th- it is creepy every time. Oh, but it's yeah, revealed absolutely. that that the, the, the Hulk is basically an avatar, avatar of, of, this. of the one below all. Right. So when Mephisto said in that uh, uh, Defenders book, um, or Best Defense book, yes. yeah, 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 that the devil that inhabits the Hulk is more powerful than Mephisto. Yeah, yeah he definitely he, fucking he, is. Yeah, yeah, because if he's it, the opposite of the one above all, I mean, he doesn't get more evil than yeah, that. Yeah, doesn't get more evil than that. I just liked all the symbolism that hinted at things that haven't yet been entirely confirmed, but yes, yeah. 
it was it was so this was this was so, so late good. with symbolism. I, I had to really wrestle whether or not I was going to put this as my. Pick it's not often I go back and like reread a book. I, this one I read like maybe I, I've three read or four times. Three times. Yeah. Now. I yeah. mean, it was that good. Yeah. Just to try to pick up on all the little. Yep. Because every every panel was, has something in it. Yes. Yeah. This yep. is this is extremely. Yeah. Like I said, I had I had trouble with this. I um, I reread two books this week to and, decide on mine. And uh, I I think I'm going to keep it at runner up. This is my oh solid, this is my, my. Solid, this is my solid runner up. Wow. I think I'm going to keep it there, which is it, it. This is a shock. I I, I am. I know I, people I, are crashing in their vehicles right like, now listening to this. I understand that. <laughs> yes, I am running a bit of a fever. Yes, you are. Have some more cheese. Well, we, we can make this very easy then. I'm going to roll right into my pick of the week. Right. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Hi, Hi Jimmy. Jimmy. And I'm going to review uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number one, Leggy 151. Um, this is my pick of the week. Another strong, <laughs> this strong was, book. This was the first book I read this week, and it was my pick of the week until I read the second book that I read this week, which was Hulk. I. The, this was the second book I read this week. I read Hulk before. Okay. So, I mean, God, this was so good, too. Yeah, oh, man. It, it, they were both so, it's so really good. It's really good. Um, everything's solid on this. And we can't even separate hey. them into, like, a different company pick of the week. That's no. how bad it is. Um, oh, no. Yeah, this, I, it's a week of Mar Marvel's looking good. Yep. Yeah, no, <laughs> nothing, nothing really even touches week. these books this week. Um, yeah, this this is so good with the with with the just, Thanos funeral or yeah. will and testament, I guess. Well, yeah, uh, it's yeah. reading his last will and testament. And, yeah. and Thanos being Thanos is like, yeah, you guys might be happy I'm dead, but I'm not done. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> he's I'm, like, I, I never lived a normal life. I'm not going to die a normal death. Yeah, I'm coming back, it's, and I'm going to inhabit somebody and this go fuck yourself. Awesome. <laughs> I, I, I was I don't know if I, I, I said this to Dave or not when we were talking in a different chat so we wouldn't spoil anything else for you, but um I think I said to somebody that this did what X Uncanny X Men hasn't been able to do for a while where there's a huge cast of characters and they and, just tie and each together. one is given a decent amount of, of screen time. They aren't none of, no one is just like standing in the background just like with their arms on their side doing nothing, this issue. Um Agreed. All right, Each character in, is given then, an appropriate amount of time. Since I didn't read Infinity Wars, so when we pick up with Star Lord and Groot, there's no rocket. What's going oh, on? Okay, so uh, Donnie Cates actually addressed that this week on Twitter because I guess a lot of people were kind of blowing up his feed with it, and he said, you didn't miss anything with Rocket. That's all going to be hashed out in this first arc, this first okay. four or five issues that I'm, he's doing. I mean... I'm in. <laughs> I'm all in. I, I was I was telling I was telling uh people about this book this week and, and I, I was talking about how Groot talks now because uh mm -hmm. I think it was the gardener that kind of woke him up yep. or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And um the they're like oh, he does, he does have a pun yes. mouth. Yes. That's what, okay, so the I, I they're like, Oh no, I hate that. I, I don't want Groot to talk. He's drilling see I'm Groot. I'm like, listen, the first words that come out of his mouth are fuck you to Peter Quill and they're like, Okay, I can buy that. And and Peter's response is just great because it's just well, I am root to you too. <laughs> yes, and he, and he yells at him. He's like, "Would you knock it off with the wood dust?" Because he is yeah. just whittling spikes into himself. Yeah, he's like all badass in this. Like, yeah, he's know. like punk rock. Yeah, well, with 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 kind of a spiky mohawk. Yeah. Yes. So they're going to nowhere, and nowhere isn't there. <laughs> nowhere is is nowhere. And nowhere ends up going to where this uh, meeting is being held by Star Fox, 
to give the the last will of 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 Thanos, and it attacks them all. My 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 favorite line is they're talking about they should have went back and uh, well well Thanos says he he planted a weapon into somebody or that's or, or he, his right. consciousness yes. into his consciousness. and they, one of the things is it's a baby and they're like you know. Killing a baby to save billions. Cosmic Ghost Rider's like, I should have just fucking killed that baby. I should have shot that baby in the head. In the face. That damn baby in the face. Yeah, they're like, just a nice callback to the Cosmic Ghost Rider. But they're showing all these people that it could be. I mean, you have Juggernaut, you have Odin, you have Hulk. Hulk. There's a lot a lot of people in there that. Including, I think, is Cosmic Ghost Rider in there? No. I don't think so. Or is it just regular Ghost Rider? Um,. No. Oh yeah, the regular Ghost Rider. Who's the guy uh, beneath Null? I can't really see because it's kind of cut off. It's not uh, Wolverine, is it? No, I don't think Deadpool's you have Deadpool. There. Yep. You got Deadpool. Nick Fury. I mean, oh, that looks like Namor. That's what I thought. Too. Yeah, yeah, that 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 you very well could be right. But Jean they Gray. it could be blank oh, white look. panel and and uh, the um, Valeria. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Valkyrie. Um, but no, no, from Fantastic Four. I think that's oh. Sue. You think that's Sue? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I was thinking that was a kid. Maybe yeah. it is. The kids Sue. don't yeah. have the four on their chest. I think they're they have like five and six. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, but they come to the obvious conclusion that Gamora's the prime son. Yeah. Suspect. That so they need to kill her first. It, it would. And make then, sense with Sue. um, Moon Dragon's girlfriend, whatever, Phyla. Phyla Vell. She's yeah. like, I know we should have killed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then the the nowhere shows up and attacks them. And it's being driven by the Black Order, who is working for somebody that we don't know yet. It's a real the end of the book, but um, Peter Quill finds out that he was he was invited to this meeting, and Groot was like, "Yeah, we, we, I just didn't feel like it's going." Like, it sounded, sounded lame. lame. It sounded <laughs> lame. So they go to uh, check it out. Uh, meanwhile, um, they get pulled over by the Nova Corps. <laughs> well, yeah, that, that's that's where that's when he finds out yeah. about it. Um, and- he calls him a pig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like yeah, the he's, space, he's a space cop. <laughs> just this battle is encompassing, and well, the Black Order—they're they there to, they, to retrieve they, the body of, yeah, of Thanos, right. Thanos, the headless is, body. Yeah. And uh, they punch open a hole in reality, and like most of the people get sucked in, and then suddenly uh, the 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 chains of. Ciderac that I think uh, Ghost Rider has yeah, and wrapped, wrapped around the Stormbringer Bring. or Stormbreaker fly out and Peter Quill uh, grabs it with his uh, his ship Rider, which I guess is what he's flying now, and uh, pulls them out and we get basically the what's going to make up the the team. Well, the best the best part of this is I was like, well. All right, you have immunity to this, but they don't. It's just Guardians of the Galaxy. He's like, well, then they're with me. This is my new crew. And then Frank Castle goes, wait, no, no, I didn't sign up to be a damn member. And then you get the title page. The title credit. Yeah, it's like even the whole whole book is the cold open. (laughs) Yeah, like even that was. That's what it was. I I read the digital copy. Didn't have that. Really? It really? goes straight from the, 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 the almost full page spread of the team right into the next page. No, my digital. Nope. Now, uh, it depends where you got the digital copy because uh, Comixology. Well, I bought it legitimately, obviously. Someone said that Comixology didn't have what it. What are you implying? And I'm Donny implying Cates that there actually, are nefarious people out there that did not purchase their digital comics. Donny Cates actually messaged them on Twitter and said, hey, why is this not 
you know, shown up and they fixed it. So now all digital copies do happen. Yeah, that's that's where I got it from then. But <laughs> anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, Don't look at me. I bought like 12 fucking copies and I have five more coming. We uh, we, we find out that the Black Order uh, is trying to re- retrieve the body and the head of Thanos to help resurrect it. And we found out who they're working for as well, which... It was kind of obvious. Yeah, when they're talking yeah, about... Yeah, when we got to... Yeah, who would go, end, up, against, like, who would, who would go yeah. up against death? Well, it's the goddess of death, obviously. His, his ex. Yeah. Because they were... Yeah, they were together for a while. Yeah, because yeah, uh, the Thor... They broke up in Thor. Right. At the wedding. At the wedding yeah. of, uh, of Balder and, uh, Hela. and Hela, yeah. So... Yeah, pick of the week. I mean, it, it was tough I'm not going to argue it. But amazing. I can't wait for number I two. I love the cover for number two. With all the the heads yeah. on the wall, it's it reminds me of uh, there's a there's a cover with Joker like that, right? Yeah, yeah. With yeah, um, I think all Justice League members on the so wall. Yeah, the other yeah. thing that we have learned that not only does uh, Jimmy hate Scotty Young for all the covers that he puts out, evidently now he hates Scotty uh, uh, Donny Cates <laughs> with the Guardians. There was as a long lot as of he, covers. as long as Donny Cates doesn't put out five thousand different variants on a book. Um, yeah, well, we're pretty close on this one. This is our second best-selling book this week. It's no wonder why. Yeah. No. All right. What's the best? Any selling? other Marvel? What's the best-selling? We'll get to that. Oh, we haven't gotten to it yet? Wow. <coughs> nope. Okay. Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Hi Dave. Dave. I'm going to roll right into <coughs> Avengers uh, number 13. Leggy number... 703. Thank you. Um... This is another one of those standalones. Uh, we had the uh, first Ghost Rider, 1 million BC. Yep. A couple issues ago. And now we get the second one, which is the first Iron, Iron Fist. Fist. And This is a really good story. This was a really good story for, for an origin story. And we find out that the first Iron Fist actually got her powers because she was being punished for teaching Kung Fu to the cavemen. Yeah, I, I think she just was really good at it, but yeah. then she also started teaching it to cavemen, and, and they were the like, elders... well, hang on a second, that's the worst possible sin you could commit. We're gonna They, they brought the cavemen she had taught, sacrificed them to the dragon, and then sent her, and then was going to send her in to uh, fight the, or not to be sacrificed to the dragon, and said she punched the dragon. Yeah. And like, all right, never mind, that's the worst sin you could have committed, You're out, we're kicking you out of heaven. So they kick her out, she goes down to earth, and just... Lives there for a while. Why didn't they just send her to low heaven? Oh. Because they don't have L meat in this universe. Makes sense. Um, and uh, she gets sent to Earth. She's there for like 10 years. And then she comes back and they're like, hey, uh, the dragon resurrected. He's now the undying. And uh, we want to bring you back in. Um, meanwhile, the whole time she's down there, she's being tempted by Mephisto in the form of a snake to basically rule over Earth. Um, and she ends up having to fight like the the leader of the Gorilla Men, King Kong. Had, it's basically King Kong. Yeah, he ends up. Uh, he, he, she's she defeats him, but then Mephisto recruits him to find the Power Stone. Yeah, and, and the Infinity Stone pops up again. Yeah, uh, and he gets like a crystal arm with the stone in his fist, and they both like land a a, a big epic bro fist in the fight. Um, and then he just beats the shit out of her. Uh, but she ends up defeating him anyway, I think. And uh, goes back to heaven. They want to bring, her, they want to invite her back in, 
saying, hey, the dragon's back and he wants to forgive you and we're going to forgive you. You're welcome to join us back in, in Kunlun. And she's like, no. Nope. I've got I've got bigger Peace things out. worth fighting for. And then she looks towards her Mufasa family. Uh, which is Odin and the the original Avengers. Star Brand, yeah. Avengers one million BC. I really like the story. I just wish that the uh, Avengers one million BC just got their own series. Yeah, it's it's kind of it's it's it's. I, I don't mind I when think they, they pop might up. be building up to that. I guess, but like, why are they why are I they taking it. up Avengers books to do this? Yeah, because Avengers is still. I mean, I like reading the Avengers. Stories. And there's a lot going it's on. Just in like the every Avengers. once in a while, there's just randomly in a 1 million BC that doesn't seem to have anything to do with yeah. it yet. I'm sure once they're all done, they'll tie into whatever's happening in Avengers. But why wouldn't they time, do something like the best defense did where exactly. each one gets a right. story that all tie together? Maybe the best defense was a test. Possibly. Because something like something like that would w- absolutely work. Who uh, who the, do you uh, want to see them do next? Since they've already done Ghost Rider and... Uh, I don't know much about the Starbrand. I'd like I was going to say Starbrand. the Starbrand Hulk-looking guy yeah. would be a badass, so that's my choice. Because what, what do we have left? We have Starbrand, Odin, and Phoenix, which, I mean, yeah, how many times know. have we heard about those? Right. And Black Panther is the only one that we don't really know about, and the Sorcerer Supreme. So, mm-hmm. wait, who's that guy in the, in the far back? Hold on, let me look. Who's that? Oh, that's, go- that's the Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Okay. I I, th- I thought he had like bandages. It's actually a skull. It, it's kind of hard to see. Yeah. Why well, had to zoom in? You had to zoom in, eh? I can't zoom in. On I know. This on paper. Yeah. This is very good, though. All right. Uh, hi, I'm Josh. Hi, hi Josh. Josh. And I'll review my last Marvel book, uh, Uncanny X Men Annual Number One. And somebody sound the trumpets because we finally have a good X book to talk about. A good X book starring. One of the most, most hated, yeah, bastards of the wow. <laughs> universe. Shatterstar? No, 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 he's no. not hated. He's just he's just unpopular. My my favorite part of this in the middle of it, he's telling kind of the backstory. He goes, and we're talking we're that, talking about Scott Summers, Cyclops, right. right away. He's like, and that's when people really started to hate me. I'm like, no, it was many many years before that. <laughs> so we kind of get Scott Summers coming back. Yep. Um. And we find out where he's been during uh, during the whole fight. But we get like a backstory. We get the backstory of what happens when he dies. Which is done very well with yes. the the different, like it's almost like the... Uh, uh, grand design. Grand design, thank you. Where they have the different... Art style. Art style and the cover uh, coloring on the pages, like the, the yellowed pages. Well, it's not that they're yellowed... I don't. I guess they're a little pulpy looking. Yeah, like an off-white color. Yeah. But they have that, that dot matrix art style. Or coloring style, I guess. And it's a throwback uh, issue where he saves a guy's life by defeating this guy that has a mind control device that controls a giant robot. And in the future, he gets resurrected by young Cable. And, and we find out how. Yes. Which I can't remember how. Which ties in oh, directly yes. into the Phoenix resurrection saga. When, they, when the Phoenix brought him back to tempt yes. Jean to stay with her. They had this. That's the vice. Yep. The vice cable. The guy he on. saves in the in the flashback story is a, is approached by young Cable, who gives him the destroyed Phoenix Force device. And the says, box from that's from the Phoenix box from the New Avengers twenty six. Right. Which that book needed another reason to go hot. Yeah. So he he says you need to rebuild this so that it doesn't and make break it and make smaller. it smaller. How small? <laughs> He's like that small. It goes from and the size like, of like uh, a briefcase. Piece of beer. 
Yeah, a microwave maybe too. Um, anyway, he needs to shrink it down to like the size of. Like what I really quarter. liked about this is it like. I know last week one of our big complaints was the mine seed or the life seed. Like, where the fuck did that come from? Right. They're keeping things. They're not adding things. It's like everything is completely hey, remember, explained. Remember this, this thing like, that popped up one it in one issue years ago? Well, it's here again. Remember a couple months ago? When, there's a breadcrumb trail through this whole book that is very easy to follow. It tied a lot together. Um, so he he ends up building this device small enough. Um, cable retrieves. Scott's body after the first time he died. Yep, and he cuts him open and puts the device in his body so that when during the resurrection of Green uh, Jean Grey or the return of Jean, Jean Grey, um, when they kiss, it, it triggers the device, off the, uh, siphons off some of the stuff, force. and allows and then, him to be resurrected later on. And then while that's in like a hibernation almost, it's, yeah, it's replicating and recharging uh, itself and building up this energy to bring him back. So then when when they go dig him up. He's alive. And then he's basically like, look, um, as Cable's like, look, you're my dad. I want to see who I resurrected. Right now, X-Men is, is destroying the X-Men, but also that robot guy is attacking the guy that you had saved previously. Who are you going to save? He goes to save the guy that he had saved previously. Right. Um, and he's like, all right, I know you made the right decision. And the whole time, Scott's like, listen, I want to go back. He's like, no, you know, you can't. And he finds out that Cable killed his older self, and he's like, not okay with that. He's like, listen, Cable wasn't doing his job, wasn't watching the... And Scott's like, well, it's kind of, you know, you're doing the same thing, bringing me back. And he just... Young Cable flips the table and like, no, that was not fucking fair, what happened to you, so... Yeah, you were being mind-controlled by the White Queen, and... But yep. It's so, just... He, he uh, sur- does he, he survives the, uh... The wiping out of the X Men. Yes, because he wasn't at the he fight. He wasn't there. It was all the X Men that were available showed up, and they were wiped out. So right, that's why we seen him at the end of last week's issue. And uh, at the end of this, they're standing on a beach, and Scott's like, "Look, Gene died on a beach. I, I killed Pre- Professor Xavier on a beach. I never want to see another fucking beach in my life." <laughs> yeah, but I mean, the explanation from Cable is perfect about why he killed him, his future self because he wasn't. Basically, his 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 job is to fix broken timelines, and the the cable that we're all used to was fucking stuff up too much. So by letting the time displaced X Men yep. stay where they were, which he I goes, thought, I mean, we're getting what we finally wanted. And they're, Scott, they're Scott cleaning touches things up. on that. He says, "Look, it's like I got all these new memories in my head, but you did the right thing." Yeah, but I like how his hypocrisy is called out right away with right. It, with him doing it. Like, there's no loose ends left in this. It's very concise. It you, Easy to follow. It is the most non-X-Men X-Men book in a long time. Yeah, who it, knew that the person we needed to fix the X-Men would be the most hated X-Men? <laughs> okay. I mean, other than... It was either going to be him or Xavier. Yeah. I, I mean, it's only a matter of time before Xavier, Xavier, Xavier pops up, so... Right. Um, and thank God, because... That's when they were the best. I'm another sorry. another really strong Marvel book. Yeah, not as strong as obviously no, their picks no, of the week, still but not um, pick of the week. But hey, but a good X Men, a good X Men book. I'm just happy that it's like a good X Men book. Okay, <clears throat> I guess I'll go up next with uh, Man Without Fear number four, uh, the penultimate issue before number five wraps up next week because this is a weekly series in January, and then that's when Jimmy will be uh, reading Daredevil again. 
for for the first time. Um, nobody else read this one, right? Okay, so I'm going to go pretty quick on this. Uh, at this, we start off with Kingpin looking over Matt Murdock in in the hospital bed. Matt, of course, knows he's there because he has his radar. And um, I thought he didn't have those powers anymore. No, he has the radar powers. Well, he he's, he's crippled. That's, oh, okay. he, he just he, he can't feel his legs. Yeah, he just can't. <laughs> or see. Yeah, yeah. He still has the radar. I've right. had nights he like still that. Has his power. <laughs> yeah. So he has really good hearing, and is soon gonna have really strong arms. So Kingpin goes through, and he's telling Matt like Joe a story about Some him. Family guy. Oh him uh, pretty much having a battle with Daredevil, and how Daredevil's always been a pain in his ass. And then the one time they had this fight, and it started snowing, and the snow really messed up Daredevil's uh, radar. So Kingpin was having the upper hand over him, and Kingpin took a. Uh, you know, he he realized that the snow was having something to do with, you know, like this was messing him up, but he didn't know why. And um, so the end of the battle is, is Matt pulls him into a car and, and he take you know, he takes out him, takes him out in this brutal, ugly battle with Kingpin and him inside the car. But that's the only place where he can the snow doesn't screw with his radar. And, um, you know. And then Kingpin's saying about how, uh, you know, he's got to get Daredevil out of his life. And, and one of the things is that, you know, there's always this tie between Murdoch and Daredevil. And I could just take you out right now, Matt Murdoch. I could kill you now and, you know, nobody would know. It would be all covered up. And then that's when Matt just, you know, opens up his eyes and says, go ahead and do it. And then that kind of freaks out Kingpin at the end. And, um, you know, he, he, uh, he kind of walks away. And this whole time we're seeing, you know, the fear thing that we still don't know who or what it is. It kind of felt like it was leading into Kingpin was what he was fearing for some reason. But it almost seemed like the first part of the story was like, you don't even know Kingpin's there. It might just be like sleep paralysis. I don't know if you've ever experienced sleep paralysis, but it's fucking terrifying. Well, the 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 little um, I think I think the the, the yellow or ghost yellow. I think it just represents thing. his fear. That's his fear. Yeah, yeah. Because then at the end, I don't think it represents Kingpin a person. Also has a fear behind him. Also at the end of this, so we're we're gonna wrap this one up. I this this was solid. Again, it's another great it's miniseries a, out of. Uh, it's a good Daredevil Marvel. story, which is what you know, you said. So this is this is a good, it's a good read. It's it's pretty nice yeah what i'll probably do is i'll probably start going back and reading uh the last run and then the death of daredevil trade just came out this week um that was another book that came out this week and um i know the last issue was fantastic that was my pick of the week that week yeah well i'll try Um, to go back because currently i'm catching up on saga i'm about 12 issues in on that and only 400 more to go no, fifty. Fifty it took a high. It took a hiatus at fifty-four. That's ending 54. soon, isn't it? No, no, they're no, a year. They're, they're on, on a year break. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I have some time to catch up. So, you know, this time next year, we very well could be reviewing Saga. <laughs> Josh is covering the cheese, so I'm there's something for him to take. I'm just covering up because it's like getting that right. grind on the, on the outside. Of it. Right. It won't be there for long. All right. Any other Marvel? Oh, we. What would what would a week of Marvel be without a Spider-Man book? Um, that would be not a week that exists. We have Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number two. Doe. 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 What language is that? I don't a know. Deer. <laughs> Do a female, female deer. 
And we pick. Followed by Ray. <laughs> Drop of Golden Sun. <laughs> it, it, it's just a little funny because usually you won't let Dave get through an X-Men review. <laughs> no, right now, Dave X-Men won't let you get through a Spider-Man review. He's got, he's got his good X-Men book, finally. Yeah, he's, he's, all, he's all pumped full of it, like, it only right, took It only took a year of podcasting to get one, but fuck, we got an X-Men book. That just book. makes it that much more sweeter. That's right. So we pick up right where we left off on your last book with Kingpin. Yes. He's uh, talking to someone about a deal that would be mutually beneficial to them it's not really revealed and then we jump immediately back to peter's apartment where he's dealing with these kids that are kind of red um that were revealed last time and their names That's are not the conan kids is it the conan kids aren't red-skinned they're oh, red-haired oh, these are okay. red-haired they're they're all the crimson witch but they're not red-skinned uh they're Tierra and Jasper. So he gets to talking to him and he calls someone and says, hey, can you come by and uh, do something for me? Just be discreet about it. Meanwhile, his na- older neighbor comes to uh, check up on him and his roommate's there in a banana hammock. And she's like, what What are you doing? She's like, Where, where's Peter? And just walks right by him and is his roommate still uh um boomerang yeah yes but so she, it's still sticking to yeah the she's uh she's asking how he is and he's like okay he's trying to get rid of her and he sees that the gangsters are down on the street level and in comes johnny storm who he call, called in and he's being very discreet about it in all his flaming glory <laughs> he's like Shit, if they see me and quick spider webs the gangster's face and Johnny comes in. He's like, okay, take care of these kids. I need to go see what's going on. So he goes down to street level and uh, this guy just pulls his face off and is very Red Skull-like under the... I thought so it was at first when I looked over the page. Um, Another thing, once again, Peter getting a kick in the ego. They're like... Oh, Spider-Man, we've never heard of you. And then Johnny comes in and is like, Oh, it's the Human Torch! We love the Human Torch! So, he's able to uh, track down the car that takes off and he steals the license plate. In the meantime, a detective comes up to him and says, Hey, you know, you saved my family, the family from the first one. It's like, if there's anything you could ever do, and he's like, look up this license plate for me as he's holding the bumper of the car that he ripped off later they meet up and finds out that it was registered to an old warehouse in the 1930s and that's the last record they have of it but sure enough the old warehouse is still there and it's a consulate so he goes in starts a fight with one of these gangsters and he's he defeats one of them and the old lady just randomly shows up and he's like you need to get out of here these guys are super strong he's like he's coming back and she pushes him out of the way and just kicks the shit out of him with like one punch and she reveals that she is the rumor and yes I, we have a first appearance of the, of the ru- rumor well, 
Well, technically, last issue would have been her first appearance. Oh. But it would be her first appearance as, as the, the rumor. rumor. Yeah. And she explains that, you know, she knows that it's Peter, and that's kind of where it lets off. So I'm really interested where this is going. Uh, it didn't touch on the Aunt May stuff, which... I think it's going to be kind of like Thor was, where the backup story doesn't get touched on until the first arc is kind of done. But again, another solid book. I mean, Marvel, it's nice to have, again, I said this on the last review of Friendly Neighborhood, that this is kind of the small town Spider-Man that's more concerned with, you know, his, you know, small little area of New York. And Amazing is now still handling the larger scale overall New York kind of things yeah but yeah solid book uh good pickup for any spider-man fan all right any other marvel for anyone else no nope. really i have the two uh, okay. one shots well um one of the things that happened uh this week was the start of the uh 80th anniversary with marvel and we are um having a resurgence of the old uh 70s horror uh, comics. So we're going to start off with Crypt of Shadows, uh, where they relaunched. Um, this was written by Al uh, Ewing. Al Ewing, which explains why this one's so good. This is really good. This in, is really good. In any other week, this would have been in the running for pick of the week. This was oh, phenomenal. this could be nominal. This this could be in a, in a running. So Crypt of Shadows, uh, they this is sort of like a Tales from the Crypt kind of anthology. Uh, idea yeah, so it's there's three more than separate one stories there's there's three stories in here um but again as we find out at the end is there really three stories so they all tied into each other which dun, was dun, really dun. really 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 clever and really well done well done um this is a ax absolute high recommend I didn't mean um, to read this. I just didn't get around to it. High recommend. Um, it is, uh, and you know, now thinking about it, knowing the end and seeing the beginning of this again, I totally get the fear of dog things. <laughs> that that's I just I just it just hit me. Yeah, he's act. There's more symbolism in here. We thought there was a lot of symbolism in in Motor Hulk. There's there's more. So There's it starts off with. Uh, a I, do we want to really go through all of this, or just tell people you really should pick this up? Um, that the stories do. I'd tie prefer that you didn't, but that's strictly because I haven't read it yet. So. Yeah. Oh well, seeing that my immortal Hulk was kind <laughs> of. Oh, I got you beer. <laughs> I brought Listen, you cheese. He wants to crucify me on a concrete cross. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean. So, um, all right. I guess I'll take oh, a book being spoiled over. But do you know, but you know what? I, I do like your kind of point. It's not one that they're going to have to keep up with for our it, reviews. It has, it's a one shot. It's a one. It's this is all one and, and done when they do these. Uh, uh, Books like Crypt of Shadows and everything else, they're they're one they're they're going to be one story. Uh, the this high recommend uh, one of our favorite writers uh, right now, Al Ewing, um, uh, doing what he likes to do and the horror stuff. And this is absolutely in his this is absolutely in his wheelhouse. He does very well with this. Um, this this totally is like a um, Tales from the Crypt type of story but yeah it's all tied together it, we have that little twist at the end um beautifully done beautifully done so if if you haven't you should run to your local comic shop or better yet run to my comic store and buy this book Don't run. 
or walk or drive. You know, not in the snow. Well, maybe. We'll probably be open. Yeah. Okay, and then the other one. Oh, um, uh, we got a war book back. Is War is Hell, which I, is also part of the uh, I didn't the like series. this one near as much. It's I, written by I Howard Chaykin. I didn't realize the, that. The first story is. There, these, okay. This is absol- This is two separate stories. Okay. Because so he's also writing that is, uh, Hey Kids comics yes. book. And it's... That kind of makes all the Marvel guys look like fucking assholes. Well, specifically well, Stan Lee. Well, it's the big ones. Yeah. It's Marvel and DC. Yeah. Too. Yeah, it's, it was the big guys. I mean, they're, I mean, you can go into the history of how DC treated Jerry right, 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 Siegel yeah. and Joe Shuster. I, uh, they were both pretty... I didn't like I didn't like his story, his one about Nazi it, pilots. I just didn't yeah, care and for it. Not, and jazz is verboten. Um, I liked it. I thought this was good. I thought the art was fantastic. Oh, I mean, art. stuff with the planes and, oh, my God, this was gorgeous. Just, it kind of ended just like, oh, no, your buddy shot him down at the end. Well, he kind of knew yeah. it was, it was that little yeah. hard twist that, you know, at the end, it's like he knew, you know, they that that was coming you know the second one however was the I second really one was more like what happened with war's hell later where we do get the first appearance of death yeah in war's hell where it's it, it's sort of a war backdrop setting this was written by philip kennedy johnson by yes. the way yeah and, and this is a war devil which is actually may be a first appearance of a character that might pop mean up something yeah. later um they, they kind of tell on this um, uh, legend, urban legend, urban of, legend a, yep. of, of a war devil sort of thing where um, and it's pretty much like kind of a virus, so to speak, that travels yeah. from one to another and will create pretty much this war killing machine. And uh, the. the Again, this was pretty good too. This was this. Yeah, was I definitely solid. like. I definitely like the second story. The the first story didn't hit home for me, but again, not a bad book. I would recommend yeah, this, for anyone. This is also that, high recommend if you uh, like war stories and stuff like that. You'll definitely enjoy it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, this is uh, uh two strong books from uh, Marvel's uh, going back into the retro nah, stuff. Are those the only two they're going to do that with? Or? Oh no, no, there's a list gracious. of them. No, there's, there's only two this week though. Yeah, it's, right. there's going to probably be two. There was a list a in one of the books this yeah, week because uh, all that old stuff's coming back. Um, uh, here we go: Crypt of Shadows, Unknown Worlds, Ziggy and Pig's Silly Seal, Love Romances. Which does have a uh, love romances has a Spider-Man variant cover, Ooh. and Gunhawks. So, I, I like how uh, we get uh, Ziggy, uh, Ziggy Pig and uh, Silly Seal. Yeah, book right after uh, it was mentioned in uh, <laughs> well, Deadpool. That's why. Yeah, I, I definitely that's think why. that was kind of intentional. Yeah, like, absolutely. I mean, what what book could they pop up in and kind of work? Yeah. I mean, Deadpool, <laughs> of course. All right. Uh, I guess we're moving on to DC. On to DC. On to DC we go. All right. Are we starting off with... Might as well. Everyone read it, I think. Batman? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, Batman, this week. Uh, LSD, number 63. Number 63, LSD trip. The, the, the oh, last end of review. <laughs> oh, my God. But such a strong book. This so, one uh, was written by Joshua Williamson, who's been writing The Flash. No, no. Uh, 64 starts that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That was the... Advertisement. Yeah. Never mind. No, this is still king. So, um, the last couple have been kind of one-off stories, 
And this one, I, I think the last time we kind of discussed, is this all in Bruce's head? Is this something to do with the Scarecrow? Well, yes and yes. Yes, all of those things, we, we, we called it. Yeah. We called it all. And if you don't believe us, listen back on the podcast. Go ahead. It was two weeks ago. <laughs> There's still music. Um, one of the things that I really, really liked was this was the same art as the wedding, and they go back to the wedding with the cat. And they Michael Jan has done a lot of the t- the Batman run for Tom Yeah, King, but so. the fact that they kept this consistent like this, mm-hmm. where they're picking up from the wedding, where that did, um, moment where the happens, and now this has changed. I... I was like, oh, wow, that's that's really, really, really and And cool. the whole time, and it kind of reminded me of uh, Batman Damned a little bit, a where little bit. Constantine is Being like... Being the con- Jimmy Cricket, yeah. so to speak, yeah. trying to tell him this isn't real. Yeah, and he's like, well, li- listen, you know, she's going to die in your arms. You know that's how it's going to happen. And sure enough, that's what happens at the end of it. You know, they're enjoying married life. They go on their honeymoon, and... She shot on a rooftop, and he even says, no, not like, you know, not like Dick. And he's dying there. And finally, Constantine's like, listen, this, is, this isn't this is real, and you're not going to remember this. Same way Pig wasn't real, the same same way. Uh, Master Bruce. Yep. All, all that. He said, you know what this is. He goes, this is just a different way that we're getting yeah, and the they, and they scarecrow keep, toxin into yeah, you. And they, they keep just, wiping his memory. Yeah. yeah. Over and over again. So he's living these kind of internal nightmares of, you know, uh, one of his biggest fears being obviously Damien going uh, you, know, you know who evil. else does stuff like this? Uh, Darkseid. One of his powers was that he could... He Darkseid is. He could send you to a, 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 a dimension where you live your life going through the worst possible outcome, and then you die terribly, and then you live another life that is worse than the last for eternity. Darkseid is. Yeah. Very good. So what if Darkseid pops up? I mean, Tom King did write Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Uh, this was Could this happen. was this e- was good. Uh, excellent. If we were good. doing company picks of the week, this would be my DC pick of the week. What? Yeah, not I'll, Naomi? Uh, um, I was just going to say, I'll agree just because there isn't really much else. I mean, yeah, granted, it not. is the only DC book that I did read this week. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. Like, I love the way they're doing Constantine in these books. Oh, yeah. Um. I love the fact that are, know, are they are they ramping up to do maybe a book of his because he's been popping up a lot more similar he, to well, well he's he just going, I think he's going back to Vertigo yeah but um that's that's what I I, I thought I hope so because the Hellblazer run I because I the dropped it like issue ten going it wasn't back very to Ver- good. I thought I thought he was going back to that yeah all right anyone else read any other DC Shazam number two I did not get to this unfortunately. So we pick up where uh, Billy's father uh, is kind of sitting in the living room, and they're like, "Listen, you know this isn't right. You know where was he all these years?" And said, "Listen." And the wife uh, says, "Listen, we were both orphans. We would have given anything to know what happened to our parents. We need to give Billy this chance." So they go to get Billy and. He's not there, as are none of the other kids. They went back to this, um, the Rock of Eternity, and they're like, okay, what are we going to do with all these subway cars? And they're kind of going over. There's one that's boarded off. And finally, they decide, well, 
let's go to uh, let's go to the Funlands, and they decide to get on, and they do. Um, in the meantime, there is um, uh, Savannah. Doctor Savannah is in a doctor's office, just reading some old spell book by the looks of it. So I'm sure that will pop up again. But they get to the Funlands, and it is just an amusement park. And they're going through, and, you know, they're like, oh, this is awesome. You know, we should, you know, we made the right decision doing this. And the whole time it's like, yeah, but we need to get back, you know, uh, the older sister. And I'm not very good with Shazam, so you're going to have to excuse me. I don't know a lot of their names. But the older sister's like, Mary? Mary Marvel? It very Are well. Are they still going with the Marvel? They name? hinted at it. Yeah, it is Mary, by the way. Yeah. Um, but she's like, listen, I have my SATs to take, my college entrance exams. I need to get back. Meanwhile, it's talking about this uh, in the spell book, this evil worm, and it's kind of bouncing back and forth. But anyways, uh, as they're going through all of this, um, in there. They're in the amusement park, and finally it's like, hey, you must be Billy Batson. It's like, wait, who are you? And it's the King Kid. Um, and he is the seventh champion of the um, Magic family. So I guess a first appearance? I don't know. I don't know either. I, I mean, know. it would technically, this, I guess, be a cameo because it's one page. Like the other one, so. It was good. I, I seem to remember being there being a character like that before though i mean it was good i i'm i'm liking it uh like i said i don't have a whole lot of background on uh captain marvel shazam uh but i want to pick this up with the movie coming out and so far i mean it was a solid read it was a fun read again this isn't one that's going to be pick of the week but it's not meant to they, be it's, they, yeah they yeah. can all be pick of the week it's but just nice to read something written by jeff johns that isn't once every seven delayed. years so Oh, um, yeah, Doomsday Clock right. got pushed back another week. It certainly did. We'll get there. After it got pushed back another week last week. Yeah, it's pushed back another uh, week. Justice League 16. Um, real quick, the, the vault, the the one of the last two green Martians, uh, reveals that... He's dying? Well, she, I think it's she. Or she's dying, I yeah. think she, en- she, she does end up dying. She passes all of her knowledge on to uh, John... Um, and it's revealed that he there's a reason he was spared, and why he's the last Green Martian doesn't say why it was, but it just there's a reason. But it shows him when he was a baby in a, like a cage, and yep. that he's always been kind of on this path. It it talks about uh, the symbol that Perpetua has, and that it represents like the this seven, seven evil forces, seven evil forces, several good se- seven good forces, and then like. The good, the evil forces are about to come back if if we don't fix the universe or fix the source wall or something like that. It it very uh, and this is just because I was able to read Sacred Creatures finally. Very similar to the kind of that yeah. thinking, the seven virtues the seven, versus yep. the seven evil, seven se- deadly sins or seven deadly sins. How was that for you? That Sacred Creatures. That was good. I need number seven now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, Queen Shiera or Empress Shiera ends up being convinced that like she needs to do the right thing so all the evil hawkmen that are there disappear because she had kind of created them with her mind 
and um, they're getting ready to, like, Thanagar Prime is getting ready to disappear or something like that. They get locked in the vault in Thanagar Prime, and then suddenly they're trying to find a way out, and they're like, well, we have all the green, a couple of Green Lanterns here, because um, Kilowog shows up to, like, arrest Jon Stewart for enforcing Green Lantern will on a planet that didn't really have any business being enforced on. Starman shows up with the Trinity, uh, Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and says, oh, well, I I have the power of the totality inside of me, burning as bright as a star, hence the name Starman. I can go wherever I want. And he, like, pulls the soul or, like, the knowledge and, and history out of Empress Shire and puts it in Hawkgirl so that she now has, like... Well, because they were... S- the, they are- Empress Shire is, is split a s- off yes. from... Kendra. Yeah, because when they resurrect, I guess one of them did a time travel sort of thing, and that's why they both exist at the same time. So in order to like fill the gap, he just takes the knowledge out of one and puts it in the other. And this has now allowed Empress Shara to kind of blaze her own path. Yeah, and to, and to bring Thanagar Prime back to kind of its former glory, rather than trying to force people to recognize it by building it using the, the Omnicron or whatever yeah. they call it. There's a lot of like weird MacGuffin-y type Kind of like techno babble like names. Book to me. It's goofy, man. Yeah. The only Look, good, the only Scott good Snyder. thing is Scott, Scott Snyder started really... something and actually finished the thought this time. A little bit, yeah. So, um, I guess Hawkgirl now has all the knowledge of all the Hawkgirls that have ever ex- existed, and her wings, when they glow green, are riding are are a map to a higher plane of existence, and then you use this to fix the Source Wall with Starman. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's it's Scott Snyder, like at it, at his Scott Snyderiest. So yeah. Who knows when uh, the fifty third universe is going to show up with a bunch of monkeys? Who knows when uh, we're we're going to get some of uh, all the unanswered questions from Metal popping up again at some point? I don't know. The the entire other multiverse. Right. Yeah. So, um, and my last DC book uh, is Naomi Number One. Why? I was trying. I, I was don't need trying cheese. Why? I don't need cheese for this one. Yeah, you do. So the art in this, uh, the art. This is a Bendis book, obviously. Uh, the art is by um, uh, shit. Here it is. Uh, the shitty? art is by Jamal Campbell. There is an artist. There is a shitty artist. Yes, we know there's a shitty. Well, artist. no. The art in this is the highlight of this book. The art is fantastic. Why do you How- torture yourself? However. Like I have a problem with the art as well at the same time because the story. Give him some cheese. Here's the story. <laughs> here's the story. It's it's set in a town that nothing special ever happens in. It's in the middle of nowhere. Nothing special. It's the, the most bland. Pine Grove, Pennsylvania. It's no stuff happens there now. It may as in well. Meth labs. Hey, hey, I was there this morning. So easy. Anyway, uh, what happens is, for 15 seconds, I think it's Mongol and and Superman fight, and then take off and finish the fight elsewhere. But for that 15 seconds, everyone loses their shit because they're like, holy fuck, nothing ever happens here, and now Superman's here. I got to witness this. This is a -a once-in-a-lifetime thing. This is the best day of my life. Everyone's talking about it. Um, And this one girl, Naomi, uh, who goes to visit a psychiatrist... Um, her psychiatrist says, "Look, you have you have Superman complex. You relate with Superman. 
you're kind of obsessed with him because he's also technically an orphan. He's, he's he doesn't belong here, but he's accepted here, and you're looking for that same sort of acceptance. Um, and she's like, "No, that's not true. I just want to find out why he was here and why no one seems to why everyone who's like even 80 years old is like surprise Superman's here because he's got to have been here before." So she asks the one weird-looking guy in town, which in a town full of weird-looking people. Again, I'll reiterate, the problem I have with the art is that this is a town where nothing special ever happens. Every single one of these people is drawn like they have their own personal stylist. Yeah, drawn it like... Is weird. Drawn like they're going to a club in New York City. Yeah, it's bizarre. Yeah, you pointed that out. I'm like, yeah, that is really um, weird. Like, because the, the, we have a couple of, uh, in the very they beginning... They have an American Outfitters outlet. God. We have a couple of, of, of uh, panels in the beginning that are similar to the panels from Heroes in Crisis where they're being, like, interviewed or whatever. And everyone looks super unique. Like, one person has pink hair for some reason. And, um, I mean, but when we get to Superman, Superman is drawn incredibly well. Um, like, this, this page looks amazing. Mostly because there is zero words on it. There's not a single fucking letter on that word. So or on that page. page in the book. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, but she ends up talking to like this biker-looking guy in town. We because figured it out. How Slot Venice can't fuck up a page. Don't put words on, Don't put words on she, it. She interviews everyone in town and is like, asking, look, has Superman ever been here before? I swear he's been here before or whatever. And she ends up talking to this weird biker-looking guy who is like a recluse. He's, he's also like fucking 20 feet tall compared to everyone else. Drawn by Rob Liefeld. I mean, he's, he's disproportionate. he is enormous. And he says, look, I'm not going to tell you anything. She's like, well, can you please tell me something? He's like, all right, I'll tell you. Something else happened here before. I wasn't here for it, but it happened on, and he gives a date. It's like uh, March 14th, 17 years ago. And she's like, that's the day I was adopted. And it's like, okay, where is this going? I don't fucking know. There is look, Coincidentally, that's actually when Doomsday Clock started. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, it, <sighs> I don't know where this is going. I don't know if I'm going to read another issue or not. It is a very Bendisy book. Like I said, why do you continue very, to torture yourself? They, you they, don't love yourself enough, man. Th- look, we 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 need to review without any sort of bias. Or we I try have to bias. I try to have bias, unbiased opinions. There's if, no way you can be unbiased. Well, I knew no one else would read this book. I I had to give them an honest well, review. I was going to try. I I wanted to try because I too. So know. uh it. Look, we're we're trying. It's to not good. Be open mind. He's right. We are trying to be open minded about everything. Could Bendis have a good book? Yes, it is possible. Could Slot have a good book? Running Stimpy. I left that door open for you. The answer was obviously no. I guess he could. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Kate Kate Upton could also lead Justin Verlander for me tomorrow, but that ain't gonna. <laughs> I mean, if she sees his face, maybe, but... Yeah, we've, we've seen that kind of action happen, so not, we not know Kate it's possible. Upton action. It's possible. Yeah, um, it's possible. So, I mean, I, I don't recommend this book, but... It, it, it's, I think, the first uh, Bendis book that... Oh, the Wonder Comics? Yeah. No, no, because I think no, the he did, uh, uh, Young uh, Justice... Young Justice is part of that, so I guess... That. So this is it's his second. New, it's his first... first solo Wonder Comic. It's his first new original character, but also ties into Superman... I think my the problem that Ben Bendis writes has good books like his Daredevil stuff was really good and um, what else he wrote that was like was like critically acclaimed was Iron Man his, his 
Iron Man was good. Uh, everyone loved his Miles Morales. And yeah, I mean, I think the problem is that like when they pulled him into DC, well, they he, overhyped him, and Bendis then they gave him a lot of books. Spider-Man. Yeah, so. and, he and also, none of them were good. Uh, he also came up with Jessica Jones. Yeah, who her the original stuff of hers is really oh, good. The original it, it, it wasn't. Good, it didn't yeah. sell very well, but it was okay. I mean, I, I think yeah. I think if we had like if this was his only book, and he could just focus on making this one better, not as Bendisy. It would probably be a pretty good book. Like it has potential. The downside, the downside is is the Bendis content. Everything else, the concept seems kind of neat, but and I it, just can't stand any of the dialogue. Like not a single fucking word of it. And these Wonder Comics are kind of aimed at you know older teens, kind young, of young adult kind of. This you know. is a perfect segue to the last DC book that we're going to talk about this week, which is not a comic shop book and we're not really going to review this one as much as we're just going to talk about what's kind of centered around all the attention around this book so uh as we've discussed before walmart uh has exclusive uh books and the first uh, target exclusive came out and everyone says that that's actually really good for target is that the flash one no no it's uh like kind of it's kind of avengers million bc but it's all the dc characters Hmm. So uh, the DC 100-page giant uh, Superman number seven. So there's been – this came out uh, as of this recording earlier this week, uh, I believe on Sunday. And uh, there's been some controversy about the Tom King Superman story in, in here. And, t- you know, Tom King lately has been around a lot of controversy. Jeez, it seems like almost weekly we're reporting something about I don't Tom. think this is Tom King's fault, though. No, the the fault, and this is where I want to kind of get into. So, um, this it's what a seven eight page story, um, which is continuing on with whatever he's and doing. And it's the first story. You open this up, and you and get this is the first thing. You get the first thing, which is what a lot of people are upset about. And when you open up this, is Lois gets shot in the head by Luther, and then the next page she gets killed again and again and again and again, and this is. What's playing out is Superman's on another world, and he's having these anxieties of what is happening to while, Lois while he's away. While he's away, because he can't do anything about it, because he's literally in another universe. Um, that's the, in a nutshell, that's what's going on here in this story. As the the overall story arc, I have no idea. None of us know. I believe. I don't think anybody has anybody been any, reading th- all okay, of this. Well, as far as the story goes, the story isn't bad. There's nothing wrong with the story. The big controversy was that this so book. This I'll, I'll I'll read what was on another uh, website about this was on comicbook.com. So I'm going to abridge the very long article about this. And it says, as many online have noted, the Walmart exclusive books are intended as entry level books for readers, many of which are children. The books are merchandised in most of the store that most of the stores that carry them alongside child friendly games such as Pokemon cards. And many of the reactions on Twitter are coming from parents who don't feel they can share this issue with their kids. One reader even referred to the issue as a 12-page Lois Lane snuff comic. Okay. That's Um, a bit extreme. Okay. All right. I think that's enough. All right. So comics are for kids. Can Can we still have that mentality in this day and age? There All are right, sto- so, stories. There are stories that are for kids. Sure, comics are for they, everybody. Comics are for everybody. Are they written for 
kids. Would you consider these hundred page giants? They as were intended. Kids? They were intended exactly like the the article said, entry level books for 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 children. How is that possible when the books that they're reprinting in there is a lot of that new fifty two stuff that had teen plus ratings, right? When they were originally put out, when when they talked about these books coming out, they they said they were putting them in Walmart, making them exclusive to Walmart because the kids will be with the parents and they'll see these books and just bug the shit right. out of them until well, they buy them. Okay, for them. so going going on to the other thing, they're put it they're they're placed with other kid friendly games. They're also placed. The Pokemon is also right beside the Magic the Gathering. Would you consider that a kid friendly game? Magic the Gathering, it's not intended. Uh, it's supposed really? to be thirteen and 13 up, and I up. believe. So I wouldn't consider that. Fact of the matter is, I've been selling comics for over 20 years. And I've been very family-friendly and very kid-friendly with being at shows. I've been one of the dealers at the shows that actually brings stuff for kids. When, when the comic shows started evolving and changing into, hey, this is a Disney vacation. Or this is, like, literally, and Jimmy, you've you've seen it. Yeah. Like, the comic shows are literally now the family vacation yep. is going to a Comic-Con. And, and we're, when we set up on DC, I think that one family probably bought half your short box of kids' books because we were one of the only vendors that had them. Right. So I have been very kid-minded kid-friendly from my flea market days and and everything else with 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 shows my biggest and i i'm gonna have maybe one or two kids buy alejandro uh, my box number 52 he has been buying comics from me since he was eight years old he would get an allowance of money his dad would wait outside the stand wait for him to go look through all the dollar boxes and he'd come up with a pile of comics and he did that forever and then when he found out that i had the store and everything else he just went went nuts, and um, so I, I've I've seen people um, the 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 brother and sister the twins of the Mises that play the Pokemon, they bought their first Pokemon cards from me, so I've always been conscious of the kids stuff with everything else that I've had, but as a musician slash artist kind of thing. God, I hate censorship. You know, it goes against everything on my grain. Everybody has to do something. Comics are not written for kids that much anymore. There is a certain section for them, and there are certain comics that are written for kids. Bully Wars, perfect example. That's an all-ages book. It is on the cover. It's an all-ages book. I've been recommending that to kids. It's like, hey, this is something you could probably relate to. And they've all been coming back. They love it because it talks about school and bullying and stuff that they can actually relate to in a fun sort of manner that's enjoyable is, is, is to read. It par- is it part of our, and I don't want to offend anyone, but our kind of let's get offended by everything society we're in now? I mean, uh, skipping ahead to media a little bit, but the new Ghostbusters is getting outraged from women's groups because, because. because oh, the, the only reason that the... Um, director got the job is because he's Ramus's kid and stuff like this. No, it's Ivan Reitman. It's Jason Reitman that's doing it. Ivan Reitman is the original director. It's the original director. He got the keys. As he said, he got the keys to the car. But here's the thing. It's like, but that's a kid that grew up with this. He was on the set. He's in the the original movie. So, like, I I, I get it's like, but at the same time, I watched I watched the new Ghostbusters. It was horrible. It, it wasn't horrible because it was an all female cast. It was horrible because it was poorly written. 
the acting wasn't that yeah. great. And there was enjoyable the moments reason, in it. And Jason did not want to do Ghostbusters. The only reason he's doing Ghostbusters is because, because I just recently uh, read an, or listened to an interview with him. The only reason he's doing it is because they have a script that they think is going to really work. And that's the only reason they're doing it. Yeah, and, and it's the same reason the, all the uh, living original casts are coming back for it. Yeah. And they've said that for years. Bill Murray said for years that he was done with it unless something really grabbed him. There's pictures of him on set now. In the Ghostbusters. Sure. So, But yeah. anyway, so I, I think my point on this is I think the, the, and I'm using air quotes for the people listening, is the controversy over this is people kind of getting that, having that mentality that comics are just for kids. We've recently heard this with a broadcaster that, you know, with Stan Lee's death that we won't mention his name. And, um, you know, that's really not the case. I mean, especially in this day and age when you're top, how many of the top 10 movies besides the two James Cameron ones and even the one Avatar you can even throw in is a literally a comic book movie, you know, or or comic book movies or slash sci-fi adventure things. I mean, that's the entertainment everybody's looking for for the escapism. You can get in your social commentary about why everybody's looking to escape all you want, but it's the you know fact of the matter is that's that is what it it is i have more 30 year old guys at shows at the store that are and have been buying comics most well, kids most people don't get into comics until they're probably in their college that's years. well that's the thing that's why dc put these out in the first place is they said they wanted to get younger audiences into these in these classic stories these are not the right ones to do right so with. right the, the, the controversy is over the dc editorial team they they screwed this up. This sh- story probably it's should not, not have been ta- in this book. It's the not the there's Tom nothing King wrong story. with the story. There's nothing wrong with this, and there's nothing the way this is presented for the way it is. My bitch is this is five bucks. If I had this at my store, this would be ten for the exact same thing, because that's what our hundred page giants are at the store. Right. That's my bitch, as a, as a retailer. Now, but the other the other thing is is the content in here is all team plus or higher. Well, again, it's DC's. It's, but they, it's DC those are all the problem is that they, Terrifics is not an all age. No, book. it's not. They 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 screwed up because they said they intended for these books to get new new people into comics. It'd be en- like entry level, but also aimed at children, which none of them really have been. This is just the most non children friendly one. Uh, yes, a majority of, of the customer of your customers are, are are around thirty years old, but that's again because. DC only or most comic books are, are geared towards that audience. They're trying well, to expand their audience and they're doing a shitty job. The same thing, it's it's the same controversy that was over the first issue of, of Batman Damned is that DC editorial decided to pull back all or reprint all the issues without Batman's dick in it when they they, they advertised it but as an adults only book. book. They didn't reprint that book. It, well, ex- exactly. They, they didn't they, reprint it, so they they weren't doing any they, of that. They, those they, those were bad rumors. It's 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 again another flub by the editorial team over at DC. Uh, but that that's not just Superman. That's all the hundred page giants, right? Because again, have they read any of the other? Yeah, the Justice League, giants? all that stuff. Right, it's, but it's have they? All the I mean, have they, have they had anything that, that, in, that opened on a first page of of someone being shot in the head? Uh, okay, I have the original press release here of the DC Giants with Dan uh, DiDio. These new monthly books, combined with new and accessible stories with reprints of classic comics, 
series. It's a great way for new readers to get into the comics and follow characters they've grown to love in TV and film. It doesn't say nothing about directing it towards kids. It doesn't, and you look at it. I, I Go ahead. A kid movie isn't going to make a billion dollars outside of maybe Toy Story, maybe when they do a Frozen reboot, but it's going to be very rare. Maybe one out of a hundred kids' movies is going to make a billion dollars because you can't make a kid's story that isn't and even toy story it's not because it's aimed at kids it's because i grew up with toy story i'm now almost 30 years old and guess what i want to see toy story not only that you look at the toy story movies there is a lot of adult innuendo they they were made for again they were made for everybody something like that yeah a good one it's something so that the parents don't shoot themselves in the head while they're watching the movie because they know the only way the kids are going to see it is because the parents have to take them there which is the exact same thing. Kids that are coming in for comics are because their parents are kind of pushing them to do it because they want them to read or read something. And if the kids, if occasionally a kid will gravitate towards or they're watching Green Arrow TV show or, or Supergirl or something like that, and they'll come in. I've recently been selling all of a sudden, well, finally, Spider-Gwen stuff because of the cartoon. So the kids have seen the cartoon. Uh, they're interested oh well hey let's go to that comic store that's in historic downtown lebanon and let's see if they have anything so that's the only time it happens it is honestly barely five percent of all sales And, and and again there's another one you know that was one of the big you know you want to call it kids movies that a lot of kids want to go see the new spider man movie within the first 10 minutes spider man is literally beaten to death by kingpin so again i i, I can kind of see what you're well, saying josh that you go into you what happens in bambi in the first five minutes yeah really <laughs> you know and that that was intended for kids venison you know. on the table well, buddy and you actually go into all the original cartoons way back uh, cartoons were not meant for kids they were just the opening to the movie because that's that's just how things were Back in the 30s and 40s when they, they were first starting out. The original cartoons. I mean, my God, there there's some Warner Brothers severely racist cartoons Ooh, that boy, that it? are, you know, that Well, there's that a lot shown of really racist theaters. Disney cartoons as well. And very, yeah. yeah. So, like well, I said, well, I, 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 think, I think a lot of this would have been quelled if it wasn't that first opening page you see. Right, I, I, I agree. I, I think if it was mixed Again, in. Again, even if they didn't explicitly say they're not targeting the younger audience, obviously any adult that wants to buy comic books is not going to go to Walmart to buy comic books. They're going to go to a comic book store. Um, if they, if, if, if the people that that are going to be at a com- that at Walmart and see comic books and then buy them are going to be kids because they're going to be at the Pokemon cards and they're going to just bug the shit out of their parents because it's something different. And the parents are going to be like, "All right, well, I'm going to buy them these these Pokemon cards that." Not, Probably worship thing. Satan or whatever the shit, or a book that they can read something about. Here's the thing: Do you know where most WalMarts are putting these books and displays? Because I, I've gone hunting no, through WalMarts. No, they, they, they put up them on at, the upper shelves. Yeah, yeah, they're not. They're not in the reach of like some. Well, small that's kids. probably just so kids can't get their shitty fingers all over them. Oh, well, boy. on on the most part, you're right, Dave. Although the one one of the ones that I was just in recently, they did have some of the comics on the lower shelves. But that wasn't. It was just because the upper shelves had other stuff on it, right? And, you know. But um, 
So, and I, I argue with that with your argument on that one, Josh, because when I handed my uh, copy of the what was the the hot one, the Teen Titans, that I found in the wild to the cashier, I said, "Please don't bend that." And she looked at me funny. I said, "I want that bag separate, and can you hand it back to me?" And I got really strange looks because she was going to go. Yeah. Right into the bag with it. I, I mean, even you could. Yeah, I understand that 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 the the the. the so they don't the, really care about those books getting down. The social climate right now does involve a lot of uh, just outrage over things that stupid may stuff. or may not necessarily require outrage or call for outrage. But you would think the DC editorial team would recognize Listen, that. This harkens back to parents. And if they're being trying to expand their audience. If a parent can't I, sit there I, look, with their I 100% kid and say, agree with you. This isn't real. It's make believe. I 100% I 100% or agree with you there. What the or story understand actually what the story is, is about. actually the, the, about. The, the, the book should not reach the, the kid's hand until the parent looks at it first every time. Agreed. It, Especially um, a kid young enough that if they're that this young, would really affect. I mean, but, but let's but be honest. If you have a 10-year-old kid, this is He's bad. seen worse in oh. video games. Right, uh, obviously. Absolutely. Obviously. Absolutely. But you would think that the the editorial team would, would recognize that people are, are quick to outrage and, and they would try to at least avoid that. So, again, it's not necessarily their fault, but they they they, they dropped the ball on this one. They, they could yeah. easily avoid this. So no one really is at fault here. There's, you can't really point a finger at one person or well, one entity. I don't think entity. A, a fault. Um, I... I think I'm also going to try to dispel the other rumor that uh, this is being recalled. I don't think this is being recalled. I think there's just people going in and trying to find it and not finding it on the shelves. I can tell you why that is. It's your speculators. I mean, every Walmart oh, yeah. I go in, I look for it. It's, again, the same got thing it, that happened I'm with Batman Damned. Yeah. That's, it's just, it's just so that one actually it's was disappearing re- right now because there is controversy and people think they're right. going to, um, you know, that it's going to do something. Um history of walmart is is whatever their first wave is that they get they get another wave of the same book again so even though there's some that are out of it right now they're going to get another wave in there um three two they're not getting very many of these um in in a major walmart you know in major cities it's not like they're getting stacked you know i got more supermans on my shelf of any given number than you know a walmart does I think Superman number seven or number eight should have uh, Clark Kent's dick in it. Wow. Well, that would make me drive around to every single Walmart <laughs> and buy all of them. I'm just saying. Is it cold? No, there's just kryptonite nearby. <laughs> how'd, you, how'd, you spend your, how'd you spend your weekend, Paul? Well, I was buying all the books with animated penis in it. But, yeah, uh, yeah, I was uh, buying uh, Superman uh, dick. That, that just, just derailed so fast. All right. Well, we were, we were oh, by, by the way, parents, time, so. if you've made it this far and wondering if this is a podcast for your kids, leave a scathing comment. No, L- listen, we no, want actually, the outrage we, in the form of comments. Have the Anything, little, please. We, sh- we should have the little e marking on ours at times because you know every now and again these guys get potty mouths. Um, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right, let's talk about some independent books. Pitter patter. All right. Are we going to give our friends at Boom some uh, love this week? We are. Absolutely. All right, Josh, you were wondering what was the best-selling book at the store this week. That would be... Wow. Buffy the Vampire Slayer. That, you know what? Uno. That makes total sense now that you say that a lot of your uh, customers are, are around 30 years old, so... This book has been selling fantastically well this week for us. I'm very and it pleased was, and surprised. It's, it's, it, 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 it's a reboot yeah, of it, the show. But it's done well. Yeah, it's 
done so well. And like, I, Jimmy, did you grow up watching Buffy? Absolutely. I never missed an episode of Buffy just because I thought Willow okay. was hot. This is your. This, well, wait, was that? Uh, chari- I'm not. Uh, well, there was Charisma Allison Carpenter. Hannigan. Oh, okay. All right. Oh, Charisma right, Carpenter's yeah. hot. Yeah, but and, I was always and, but Elijah Elijah Dushku's Elijah yep. Dushku's yeah. in there too. Yeah, that's uh, that, not the she later would be episodes. my pick on that one. Right? Uh, I'm all about I, I, don't ask me oh, why. I just always it. thought Allison Hannigan was hot. Uh, okay, I'm not going to ask you why because you're wrong. It's Elijah Dushku. <laughs> She's not even the hottest one in How I Met Your Mother. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> There's just oh, something no, about her. That's uh, Colby. Uh, yeah, uh, Smolder. Smolder. Oh, but I I don't know why. I just. There was just something about Top Allison five. Hannigan. <laughs> Top five. Anyway. So it, it is. It's a true re- reboot. Uh, Buffy is working at Tooniverse. <laughs> Tooniverse? Yep. And she's working and she hates it. And her inner monologue is this new town. I don't have any friends. And she's, So this is kind of like the beginning with oh, like the, the movie and I, stuff. I, I yes. do, right? Yeah. Yeah. And she goes out and she's like, listen, I need my 15-minute break or I'm just going to stab myself in the head. And she goes out and there's two people walking and they are attacked by a vampire. Buffy intervenes and they're like, oh, it's true. Uh, the vampire slayer's in town and working at Tooniverse. And she's like, yeah, but you're never going to be able to tell anyone and stakes it. So, meanwhile, uh, the kids that she saves teens that she saves are like that was awesome and they're like are you a superhero are you a superhero it's not a very superhero costume <laughs> and she's like no i'm not a superhero and the other one's like don't say you're a super villain and she's like nope i'm just buffy so oh, kind of like just josh just kind of like just josh so we get into it, and it's next day at school, and they see Buffy going into a library, and they want to go thank her again. And she, they walk in and say, oh, thanks for saving us, stuff like that. And her advisor's like, seriously? You've been here three weeks, and you blew your cover already? And she's like, what did you want me to do? Let them get destroyed? Well, you need to be a little better than that. <coughs> so she is, uh, she's at home, and then she goes on patrol. And goes to a cemetery, and she is attacked by some vampires. She stakes one that has a pendant on, but it stays living. Is able to fight him off, and he disappears. And you find out that he got this pendant from kind of a Wiccan-type store. Um, And that that's where this... Uh, that's where this pendant came from, and this storekeeper's like, "Well, did you did it work? Yeah, we want them all." She's like, "Well, I'm not gonna sell you them all." It's like, who said anything about selling? And she immediately just ki- <laughs> kills this va- vampire. Uh, back at school, she shows her advisor this pendant, and he's like, "Okay, now now we have some trouble." So the kids that she saved want to hang out with her, and she kind of explains uh, what she is and all about that. She's like, listen, you're you're my only friends. Why would I lie to you and possibly, you know, do this? And she's like, she's like okay, and uh, Willow, Willow and Xander. Xander are like, they believe her, and she's like, listen, I just want to be a regular teen. Can we just kind of hang out and not have to deal with this? 
Meanwhile, Anya, the storekeeper, uh, is closing up shop for the day and about to watch her stories when uh, the head bitch in charge vampire comes in and is like, no, no, I want these pendants now. So that's kind of where it ends. Uh, this was an amazing story. Uh, again, I didn't read any of the previous Buffy comics, but... Those were done by... Were they Joss Whedon? Did he write any of them? I no, no, I don't think so. Jed, I think Jed, Jed, I think Jed did yeah. some. But uh, um, that would have Dark Horse did a run. Yeah, I think it was all Dark Horse. Yeah, th- th- and it's extensive run. There's like a hundred or some issues. I think. No, it's not that high, but there it's it's pretty good. It's healthy. It's like sixty some, and then I thought it was more than that because I thought well, like one of the seventies was a whole. The original one is right. sixty some, and then they do the season eight. Okay. And apparently, uh, Josh Whedon has kind of uh, he's overseeing overseeing like, it. both of the Boom books, this yep. one and Firefly. Which I mean, yeah. you can tell. So, um, what I liked about this is, if you've seen the show and you read the book, you recognize those characters right, right away. If you've never read it, it is a great jumping on point. So, um, yeah, highly recommend. Uh, Boom has been kind of knocking out of the park. With yeah. a couple books lately. Between... Hats off to Boom. Yeah, so yeah. our friends at oh, Boom. Yeah, I got to call Morgan anyway because um, we're we're listed on the as one of the retailers on the comic shop thing, except for we're in the wrong state. <laughs> 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 yeah, she has us under Alabama, I guess, because you know there's so many roll A's. tide. There's so many A's <laughs> with everything. They just went, oh, we'll pick a state with A, Alabama. So yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. First so I got to call her about that anyway. All right. So I think I'm the only one that read this one. Uh, Archie um, also is doing a horror book uh, written by Colin Bunn. Another horror book. There's been like uh, four of them now, right? Horror is yeah. making a comeback. Well, the Vampironica is over with them right now. Right. They're doing. They're still doing Chilling Adventures, and I'm assuming Afterlife with Archie is technically still ongoing. I think it's just been four years since an issue has come out. Gotcha. But um, I think they're still waiting for the next issue to still come out. Um, uh, and this you is, thought uh, Doomsday Clock was delayed? This is uh, Blossom's uh, 666. Or as a human number, 666. That's for all the Maiden fans. And um, it is pretty much Archie and Rosemary's baby. Okay. Um. Cheryl Blossom and her brother are pretty much having a party. They start inviting everybody, and it's going to turn out to be a sacrifice. The first one that they're looking to do a sacrifice with is Reggie at the end. So um, it's pretty much everything else the Archie Horror stuff has been. It's pretty good. The art's great. Art, like the art the art is fantastic in this. Uh, oh, yeah. It doesn't quite have the... Uh, Greg Smallwood from Vampironica did, which was also really, really, really good. But they're they're still kind of going for it. The art, the art is. Um, uh, the it's art more is of a really Riverdale good. feel than the uh, traditional Archie feel. Oh well, no, that, that's pretty much how Archies have been lately. Oh, have they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They they kind of been really steering away from that fifties stuff lately. But uh, yeah, there we got Reggie tied to a tree, and uh, I never Reggie liked Reggie anyway. Well, that's why he's a perfect one to be <laughs> sacrificed. Um. Colin Bunn, I expect this to go somewhere. 
because it's Cullen Bun. Um, it's his wheelhouse in in horror, and uh, so it makes a lot of sense. Clearly not X Men. <laughs> but um, De- Deadpool so and horror. It, it's it's a fun book. All righty. Oh, matey. Oh, we're not going to end the show on this. Well, no, because I figured you guys would all do Oliver as the last book because you all read it except for me. Rather than and that is the only image book. Did you read? Did you read High Heaven number five? Oh, absolutely. All right, we finally find out what L meat is. Stands for uh, lacks meaning, empathy, aesthetics, and thought. It's it it's boring, is what L meat is. Uh, L meat is used to create a link between heaven and earth. And if you shoot angels with the stuff, it disfigures them. Um. So, we have uh, Gabriel teaming up with David. God, David's the worst fucking guy. He's a fucking asshole. I'm sorry. Not you. The main character in this You too. Uh, no. Da- our Dave has- can't even touch this guy. This guy's a fucking piece of shit. All he cares about is himself. He wants to get back to, to Earth. Gabriel w- decides to help him in spite of uh, St. Peter. So, they go to the El Meat machine which fires a beam from heaven to earth to create a link between the two, and it has, like, a tunnel around it. And if they can fly through the tunnel, they can get back to earth. Well, they're there, and then suddenly uh, St. Peter's cronies show up to try to fight them, and uh, David grabs the the cannon and, and fires L meat at them and, like, disintegrates them. And uh, and they're like... And, and Gabriel's like, wow, you're... you're you're pretty smart. Uh, and he's like, no, I mean, it looked like a gun, so I shot it. And uh, I'm like, all right, well, let's go. They go through the tunnel. They they see a glimpse of hell. They see Heather, the, the girl that he had a crush on to begin with before his friend Ben w- revealed that he was dating her or whatever. Um, and she is currently obsessing over Elmeet as well. And he's like, holy shit, she knows about Elmeet. Send me back to Earth. I, I We can both obsess over Elmeet together. And Gabriel's like, look, some humans just know about El Meat and they obsess over it and they go crazy about it. Um, and she, in fact, does that. Uh, she ends up shoving her boss through like a glass window and a- after after he hits on hits her, on her, yeah. Like she's, he's like, you know, you're really losing your mind. You know, you're kind of sounding crazy and beautiful. Yeah, and David's <laughs> like, oh god, I love her even more now because I knew that the asshole was always hitting on her. She's finally standing up for herself. And then suddenly they get drawn back to the room with the gun in it and. Um, uh, Gabriel gets hit by some of the L meat that makes up the tunnel from heaven and earth, and he gets kind of disfigured by it. He kind of has like a Freddy Krueger look, sort of like burnt flesh sort of thing. And St. Peter shows up um, with with Ben. Is that Ben that shows up and punches him in the face? I don't know. Anyway, St. Peter zaps him and sends him off to somewhere else. And then he realizes he was sent off to high heaven. He finally made it to high heaven, which is kind of where he wanted to go to begin with. And he starts just... He's like, this is great, and he starts swimming in the in the the, the pools and stuff, and, and eating all this delicious food, and then suddenly this this angelic baby shows up and is like, uh, what what are you doing? Because he he pulls down his pants to see if he has a has genitalia again, and he doesn't, and he's like, all right, well, listen, little angel baby, give me give me my genitalia back. He's like, no, you're not gonna get that back. In fact, pull your pants up because you're indecent right now, and go pick up that mop over there and start mopping up. And he finds out that the that baby's his manager. The baby he describes has like uh, a voice like a, a cement mixer, and he smells like cigars. 
and he finds out he gets sent to high heaven, but as a janitor and not necessarily uh, uh, an, uh, an angel. So that's, that's pretty much it. He's, 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 he's there in high heaven. He finally made it, but he's the custodian. So I don't think this is the last issue, but... It's, yeah, it's the last issue of like the first volume. I think, the first arc, yeah. Yeah, I think that there might be a little bit of a hiatus after this is how I kind of read into it. So I still need to read the, the backup stories, the hashtag danger stuff yet. So I that, mean, I read the first couple, but I haven't caught up on that, the last they're three just, or four, the, they're, so. they're throwaway kind of okay. goofy stories. I, I I dig this book. I mean, it's it's not the best uh it's not the best um Ahoy b- comic, but considering Ahoy comics kind of came out of the gate with three out of four really good books. Yeah, I, I'm 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 digging this this new publisher. So, hats off to Tom Payer and 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 friends. So I might as well do this one. Um, we're gonna do Road of the Dead Highway to Hell number three, and. This really kind of threw me off a little bit the way this ended because they were building this big story about them trying to get to this island with the, to make the cure and stuff like that. And we pick up with them trying to fight off the zombies from their hangover. And the bikers catch up to them with monster trucks with machine guns loaded on them. So they just start using this freaking tank <laughs> to their best advantage. And it's a lot of action. It's a lot of uh, firefights. Um, and they all agree they're they're going to protect this, this doctor that they got to get to Wolf Island. And if you remember in the last book, she has a serum. It's kind of a cure, but not really a cure because the people realize they're, you know, going to turn into a zombie and kill themselves before they turn. Um, it was never tested on somebody who wasn't bitten or infected already. So the black guy and the army dude uh, take some uh, machine gun fire and they're dying. And my lovable character in the Hawaiian shirt, Chunk, with the baseball bat, he, he pretty much bites him. I don't know. That's what they call him. <laughs> um, but. He, he jumps out trying maybe, to fight. Maybe he's not the Mad Hatter anymore. Maybe he's Dave Chunk, Chunk, Chunk Hatter. Chunk. <laughs> if you think I'm going to do the truffle shuffle. Yeah, I was going to say, you do a truffle shuffle? No. That's a sure? lot of shuffling. <laughs> so, I mean, it would be glorious. I'm just saying. So Time, time would slow down, remember? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> Which would make it even the best time truffle be... shuffle of all time. Time will so, be the only thing with a ripple on it. At the end of this, oh, okay, Chuck, continue your. So at the end of this <laughs> book, <laughs> we need to get him a yellow Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> the only one still living is the doctor, because the black dude and the uh, army dude have died in the tank. Um, but they injected themselves with the serum first, so even though they're zombies, they end up saving her from some of the bikers. So she like has like the, and the army shows up to to extract extract her and take her to the lab. So she actually brings those two in as test subjects to find out what actually happened. And I think this is actually the like we're gonna go into a different arc after this. Yeah, because it really it, did it, I did I see Chunk get all kinds of shot up? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and then he turns. <laughs> so he dead. He dead. He dead. Which kind of bums me out. He was only in for two issues. Sorry for your lost chunk. Yeah, well. Yeah. 
All right. Um, now, is this supposed to be leading up to something like one of the Night of the Living or? This is supposed to be in the same universe storyline as Romero's. Yeah. So I don't know if we're building up to something like that or not, but Jonathan Mayberry is really doing good with this. Okay. This this um, reminds me a lot of The Walking Dead before it got shitty. Yeah. I mean, this is it, I, I'm enjoying this. It, like, there's a lot of characters introduced that are interesting, and they very quickly get killed off because that's kind of what happened in The Walking Dead in the beginning. Yeah. But let's um, hope it doesn't go on for another hundred and sixty thousand issues. That's... I don't think you're going to see this go okay. that long. Um, I mean, I was kind of kidding. I don't. I, I, hey, if it goes on for another hundred and sixty issues, I'll I'll apologize to Bendis. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you were supposed to do that because of the cheese. Well. No. Yeah, well, yeah. It almost, it almost, almost. He needed more of it, but then there wasn't more. And wasn't now there's more. more, but it's all gone. There's never enough. There's, no, there's still one piece there. left. There's nothing. There's not enough for him I to mean, take. I'll with split him. this piece with someone. <laughs> just <laughs> just eat it. Everybody's just like shaving slices off because <laughs> they don't want people to take the last piece. <laughs> That's all right. I took the last piece of the monster. So. Well, the monster was for you, so. All righty. So our last book this week is a good one. It is a really good Absolutely. one. Absolutely. Uh, this, yeah. this was this almost that, pick of the week. This is one that I messaged everyone on the podcast and told them if they haven't read it or didn't intend on, definitely read it. Um, I still didn't read it. I just didn't get around to it. Sorry. Dick. Uh, Oliver. <laughs> <laughs> Only you. Ooh. Only oh. you. This And, the book and we even ruined the Immortal Hulk for him, and you wouldn't pick this book up and read it. Brought beer to apologize for that. What else would I must I do? <laughs> um, so the image book that we're talking about this week, which is our only image book this week, believe it or not, um, is Oliver number one. And again, knocking it out of the park again. The, uh, uh, this by, is written by Gary Witta, which is that's a screenplay from Book of Eli, um, oh. Rogue One, and something else he. Okay, wrote. that makes sense. And then Derek Robertson. Uh, After Earth. He also wrote After oh, Earth. Oh, okay. So. That, okay, so that is why I didn't pick this up initially, because I think Rogue One sucks, and After Earth was fucking horrendous. So. <laughs> That's why I didn't re- I, I didn't want to read it after you said it was good. I just didn't get around to it. You, you so don't want any more The artist, <laughs> well, it's all gone. Um, Maybe poison now. Artist. Beast. No, no, way to take not, you out. Not that beast, guys. That's Josh's. <laughs> Why does it look like there's cyanide in it? Oh, that's just the way it smoked. Why is there a skull drawn on it? And a crossbows? <laughs> that's my. Why, yeah. Why does this have just my name on it, and the other ones have you know Jimmy safe, Paul's and Dave's name? Safe on for it. human yeah. consumption, and mine doesn't say that. By Gary Witta. The artist is Derek Robertson. Gary Witta, as you said, was a screenplay for Book of Eli, which makes sense. Derek Robertson, I believe, also did the art for The Boys with Garth Ennis for Dynamite. I think he was the artist on that because it definitely has that look to it. Yeah. The This is my pick of the week for art. If we just did that for art, hands and, – and this is under – this is against um, – wow. Um, Joe Bennett yeah. for Immortal Hulk, dude. This this art's freaking phenomenal. phenomenal. In here. Holy hell! So it is a 
post-apocalyptic retelling of Oliver Twist, which is one of my favorite books that I was forced to read in school. Dickens novel? Yes. Yes. That has uh, the, the Artful Dodger, right? Is that the right one? Isn't that Oliver Twist? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, Peter David has uh, Artful, which I think is based in that, off of that character. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and speaking of Peter David, there's going to be some news in Meteor, because I don't remember if we brought it up last week. No, I don't think so. I think we have a lot of Spider-Man to bring up in Meteor. Oh, my. Yes. So it picks up with someone walking in kind of a hazmat suit. Look at that third page. Oh, my God. <laughs> and it talks about how... Look at it. You, you're shaking like you have Parkinson's. Stop it. <laughs> no, this art is freaking extraordinary. In this Michael book. J. Zerman over there. <laughs> he's, there he's got Tourette's. <laughs> Look. I, I, I'm out I mean, of he, cheese. He, he, he's also old, so he could be shaking. Tremors <laughs> <laughs> naturally. <laughs> so, this character... Don't choke. <laughs> or maybe you should, you mean bastard. <laughs> so, this character is is walking into this London. This is the worst review ever. <laughs> Fucking get you guys are on the third page. <laughs> yeah, we're hardly on the third page. This is worse than an X Men review. It is because Dave, Dave is, is static right now. <laughs> I think he's crying. He's laughing so hard. So we pick up with this character in kind of a full hazmat gas mask suit walking into a ravaged London. And what we find out is it is a. Mother that is expecting a child. Uh, the chi- the child is born and the mother does not make it. And you find out that this colony is like... Well, they're soldiers. They're soldiers. Yeah. That they, they're like, listen, you know, they want to kill it. But they're like, listen, a natural... Well, they're, su- they're, they're supposed to kill They're it. supposed to kill it, but yeah, that's we, the law. we find out that one of their soldiers is the father of this and that this child hey he's something special they don't become natural born do they know wait i'm huh wait what one of the soldiers is the father well they know they know what that it is because um well they they know it's he's different because at first they thought it was a human child yep and as soon as the child is born they know it's something different right um so they discuss and they're like no because i thought this is like part of the big secret yeah so they're bringing it the thing we don't know yet. So they're all talking, and they're like, "Well, it needs a name," and they're going through names, and they're they're picking out literature books, and they're like right. Frederick. They're like, "We have like a thousand Fredericks," and finally they come up with Oliver. And three and years we shoot to three years later. Of course, he's a. I mean, God, he looks like six. Well, they they <laughs> they say that he's going to age oh, and fast. Age. They okay. they do say uh, that, and. He's kind of causing havoc, and you find out that he's a little badass. And, and he, he can jump. And, yep, uh, and yeah. he stole one of the medals from one of the soldiers. Like, hey, he dropped it, and you know what you say. You know, if it's on the ground, it's anyone's game. And they're like, all right. And this soldier, I'll call him Patch, is because uh, he has an eye patch, is kind of a father figure to him. He's like, 
And he's yeah. like, and then he starts explaining what explaining happened. to him because and we, he's like, I'm a freak. He's like, listen, you're not a freak. We're freaks. And he explains the whole backstory that, that, that these store these soldiers were part were of a, a part of a they a government gen, program, a yep. government program where they were genetically engineered to be soldiers because to be too soldiers. many of the actual people were dying. Yep, in a third world war. Right. Yeah. And, and finally, the Germans just got enough of it and just. And it, Bombed, bombed everything but they were able to survive and that's how they knew this baby was different was because he was able to breathe the air and survive and normal humans are only able to do it for a couple of minutes without having major problems and they explain this all to him and they head back and another one says did you what did you tell him he's like i told him the backstory he's like well did you tell him why he is he goes no he's not ready yet yeah. so Obviously, they haven't told this kid that he's definitely, you know, some kind of hybrid, some or something, kind of hybrid. Yeah. But this was fucking awesome. This this book's really, really, really good. This will be yeah. one of the hand sells that I'll be doing at the store when people are looking um, for something. And just like here, you should try. this. I would probably take some of these with you to the show on Sunday because I think this would Absolutely. be a good one to. The, the only thing that I'm hoping with this one is it's not like some of the other number ones that have come out of image lately. That kind of fall first, flat. That, yeah. Where the first issue is absolutely out out of this world, and then we kind of just fall on our face. Well, we we talked about that on a lot of these new series, where like uh, the first issue is really great, and then the second issue kind of like you know puts the brakes on and we slow down. But we've had somewhere where the first issue was like, eh, this is okay, this is a decent pre premise, and then the second issue just kicks into gear and get you know makes right. the book really awesome. Um, this is uh we we haven't quite had one of these super strong number ones lately. This is super strong. This this was pick of the week contender. Oh yeah. In another week this in, in another week this probably would have been a pick of the week. That you know, again, this is one that I was kind of I kinda of finished my list of reading for the week and I usually look at number ones and I'm like Oliver, I'm like, yeah, and I click on it to kinda of see the synopsis. I'm like, Oh, you know, post apocalyptic Oliver Twist. You guys had pick of the week on a different number one though, with Guardians. We're talking more image indie, indie, indie stuff. Oh no, this this was contender. Yeah, that definitely that's, was. Yeah, this isn't the pick of the week. Uh, it's when was our last indie number one pick of the week? Uh, Middle West. It was oh, unanimous. Okay. It was unanimous. But again, yeah. that was one that we were kind of expecting because Scotty Young was doing a lot of really good things. This is one. Really, I mean, a writer that, as far as I know, outside, I don't think he has any other comic book credit. You yeah. know, not this, knowing what to go is, in. This is really this was strong. really solid. This I mean, really strong. Uh, yeah, this if you know, this you're might looking for yeah. something different. Absolutely, pick it up. The art's gorgeous. You're you're not going to do wrong. It's worth the four bucks just to look at the art because it is it is phenomenal art in here this is absolutely the best thing i've ever seen Derek robinson do ever absolutely so cool all right well that's it for the books this week we're going over to meteor i mean guests lead off with the biggest story in comic book media we have our first ever nomination for best picture at the oscars black panther mm -hmm. yeah um I don't think it's going to win. No. In it's fact, not going to win. Although, really, win. there aren't any real good ones on that list other than I think I think A Star is Born is probably the one that's going to win. Yeah, but it got snubbed at the last awards really good. I think what's going to really give Black Panther a chance now is the fact that uh, all that stuff coming out about 
um, Brian Singer with the allegations of abuse and things like that are really taking gas out of Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't think that would have won. Uh, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, I don't think would have got best. But no. I, I think Raymick's going to get. I, I like the movie, Raymick's but there was. going to get the actor thing, but that's it. That was that was actually the highest odds in Las Vegas. for They had the best odds at winning it, and they've been right four out of the last five years with their odds. Now, their odds have changed, and that's now like the fourth or fifth, and I think A Star is Born is now the overall favorite, but. Uh, I Black Panther, no. No. It's not going to happen. No. It's part of that deal when they up the Best Picture nominations to 10, which is kind of stupid. But they didn't pick 10 this year anyways. No, there's like seven? Seven yeah, or eight, well, They yeah. can pick 10, but then again, then they can choose not to pick 10. It's all kind of stupid. It is just to start throwing in Best Picture nominations for the more popular movies, which usually get snubbed. I think the, well, I don't, I I never paid Star Star Wars had a Best Picture nomination. Yeah, the whole. Yeah. I mean, I agree. The whole the awards thing, one. I think, is dumb. Yeah, I yeah which, which is Wait, no, 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 no. The rehabbies are the right awards. Because that's the legitimate awards. About the, we, the, we are the not bought by lobbyists unless no. lobbyists want to uh, fund us, and uh, we can totally be bought by lobbyists. <laughs> 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 then we can talk. Um, no, um, and it's one of those things that that was always kind of the argument uh, when some of these Best Pictures ones, like, how can a movie that made 10 times the movie that won Best Picture not even be considered? And I think that really st- that push really started with Avengers, where you look at the first Avengers when it came out, you could add up the three movies that finished behind it in the overall box office, and they didn't add up to what the Avengers yeah, were. Yeah, but usually, but box office had nothing to do with it. But usually, yeah, usually yeah. the movies that don't make any money, the art house movies, those are the ones that win Best Picture. On, honestly, I think the last, what I would consider a really great movie that won Best Picture was um, the Scorsese one um, oh, with Leo and um, what? The Departed. The Departed. Departed. When that one, that was that was one of the first times I'm like, oh my god, I actually seen a Best Picture nomination this year because usually it's like ones I'm like I've never heard of half these right. movies. And that's usually that's a, that's pretty much been the case most of the time. That's usually how it goes. I stopped caring about the awards after Suicide Squad won an award. I don't care that it was just for makeup. The fact that, that piece of shit movie won and an it award. Beat out a Star Wars movie for makeup. Well, I mean, the costumes stupid. were pretty good in Suicide Squad, but I I no, still want to forget the movie even existed. An um, also, in Academy Awards, uh, best animated picture uh, into the Spider Verse is, is up, yeah. and they they're pretty. I mean, that that might be a lock. That's they're saying that's a lock, which would be the first well, non Disney Pixar animated yeah, one yeah. in I think twelve years. That was it's up it. against. Uh, Disney and Pixar. Yeah. Too, well, right? I say, what other animated movies did we have this year? Oh, I'm sure there's a lot. Uh, Incredibles, is Incredibles. Wreck It Ralph Two. Wreck It Ralph. Wreck It Ralph. Okay. Of course, Disney's still tied to this because they do help with production costs with Sony. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So even though it is a Sony Pictures, it is in with conjunction with them. Happy birthday, Jeff Johns. Now, right. About, hey, he wrote it. It's scary. Frank is taking a long yeah, time. It's true. Hey, hey maybe, maybe we'll get the next Doomsday Clock by his next birthday. Uh, Doomsday Clock is pushed back now till February 20th. Yep. Just pushed no, back three weeks. No, from 27th. It was yeah. pushed back. It was pushed back no, three no, weeks no. and then another additional week. No, hold on, hold on. I just got an email from DC. Hold on. 
it was uh because last week it was pushed back a week and yeah, then, that was to the to the 17th or 13th because that was supposed to come out at the same time as mr miracle trade that's still on um but it's it seems like that's a, a weekly occurrence anymore that they're oh, pushing oh, here so. here i can do this real quick dc has just announced as uh, today that uh, the free comic book day uh silver dc exclusive will be or the gold title will be under the moon a catwoman tale which is like an like a novella thing that they're doing and the silver title will be dear justice league so right there they are clearly aiming for kids oh you are right um two weeks ago it was pushed back into february 6th from the original date and then last week it was pushed back to the 13th and now it is pushed back to, to the, the 20th, 20th. Yeah. so next week we'll be reporting that's pushed back to the 27th right, right stay tuned stay tuned um the simpsons renewed for an additional two seasons really it's still one of the highest rated Good shows on Lord. sunday night it, it, it's got to be the longest running no, it, it already it has is. been. Yeah, it that, was like, Gunsmoke. that was like yeah. two years ago. It, it beat Gunsmoke in years, um, a few years ago. And episodes. Now, now like episode, they, episodes was last year, um, and I think they did the episodes. Uh, I think they it was pretty much just getting renewed just so it could be the longest-running series, right. primetime series it's, on TV. It's still one of my favorite shows. I still do not miss an episode on Sunday night. It is still recording. Yeah. And it's still one of the highest rated shows. I know there was talks a few years ago about, you know, the cast asking for more money. But at this point, how much fucking money has that show made? Fox and Matt Groening to oh, the point that it built it built Fox. Yeah. Pay them. Yeah. <laughs> pay them whatever they want. Yeah. Um, uh, Ryan Reynolds this week announced that Deadpool 3 is officially in production. Well, that makes you happy. Oh, you so it does. happy. He did. They did say it's going to be a slightly different take, which obviously they'll probably make it PG thirteen. But I think me and you talked about this after seeing the Once Upon a Deadpool. I think it could work as a PG thirteen movie. It doesn't honestly lose all well, that with much. PG thirteen, they'll get the kids absolutely, and, and then it'll turn into an even more monster hit. The first scene scene should be Deadpool shooting Lois Lane in the head. <laughs> yeah, anyway. actually, yeah. yes, it should be. It should be. <laughs> Um, DC, uh, restructuring and some layoffs. Yes. They had announced that there was going to be some moves and everyone thought that this was finally it, you know, that Dan's finally gone, that maybe we'll... God, I wish. Nope, nope, they just got rid of uh, some and they're saying they're getting back to their roots. Whatever the fuck that means. Well, that means they should be moving back to New York because they're in, they're in... Uh, California now. Well, yeah, their own because of Jim yeah. Lee. Um, Deathstroke already announced for season two of Titans. Uh, is now from casting notes. Uh, looks like both of his kids will be cast next season as well. So, oh look at that! Deathstroke was introduced in Teen Titans number two, and now Deathstroke will be in season two of Teen Titans. Look at that! And because it's DC, you know. It's not going to be one of the death strokes that we currently have, even though we had the best one on Arrow. I mean, is it Manu, whatever his last name is, fucking amazing on Arrow as Deathstroke. Those are still the best seasons. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
Donny Cates, uh, this fresh today, uh, his wife announced that him and her got approved for a new image book. So whether she's going to be doing the art on it because she is an artist, I don't know if she's ever done comic book stuff before, um, but they got approved for a new book. So I'm on. <laughs> <laughs> You're in? Yeah, I no. Can't, I, I can't imagine that took much convincing. And every variant there is that's going to come Pro- out. Probably. Yeah. Luckily, it's image and they usually don't put out 12. <laughs> yeah, they do. Yeah they, yeah. They, yeah, they do. Yeah, they put out four to five. And they're all going to well, be Scotty well, Young the Mark covers. Miller stuff, I mean, I think there's ten variants on the next Mark Miller book. Do you know what? He he has not done any of the Donny Cates book shit. That would be my perfect book. Yeah, he did. Who? Scotty Young, though, he has. Scotty Young variant on Guardians number one. Yeah. On the image stuff. Oh, okay. He also did Venom. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. On his image stuff. Because yeah. he's been doing a lot of image kind of one-offs uh you have some uh marvel comic news don't you do i oh yeah we we did bring it up um i sent this out we're getting another spider-man book uh all about the time that he spent in the black suit and it will be done by peter david i think last week after podcast we we (laughs) talked all night art by greg land oh yeah, Peter David writing art by Greg Land. Ooh. I was like, I'm all in. Yeah, <laughs> that, all actually, in. that actually was announced last Friday night after podcast because I think yeah. I messaged you after yeah. I got I, home. I, I'm just like, I'm in. I'm all in. Make make that happen on my pull list. Well, make sure it's right. Be listed first. <laughs> um. Oh, this, and, uh, this is your advanced. Warning. And other Don Donny Cates news. Uh, last week when people tried to troll him and his fans lashed out, someone accused him of starting a cult. So. He steered into it and said, okay, if I'm doing a cult, I need a name for it. Donny Cates fans are officially known as Devil's Advocates. I'll be an advocate. And apparently there's going to be shirts, so I'll have a Ooh, shirt. shirts. <laughs> and we like shirts. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Free for the podcast. <laughs> there you go. Just saying. We'll, we'll push the cult. I'm pretty sure we're part one. of that cult <laughs> L- Listen. Listen, I'm usually against cults, and I'm, there's no good that comes out of it, but it's a cult ran by Donny Cates, so you know it's going to be fucking great! Are the shirts free? Well, no, he's going to oh, have well, to. Oh, then fuck off. that. Look, this isn't Heaven, Heaven's Gate where you get a pair of... Uh... Oh, I, I'm, I'm sorry. Are <laughs> you morally know. against paying high prices as you're sitting in a Nike sweatshop <laughs> I bought shop this sweater? at a thrift store for $7, all right? <laughs> Do, do you know who did make seven dollars on that shirt? The the kid that made it in a sweatshop. Yeah, for, probably for two pennies. Yeah, hey, we're both struggling. <laughs> yeah, you're speaking, out of cheese. Speaking of struggling, today is there's a, uh, a, a temporary moratorium on the government shutdown for three weeks. Three weeks. Yeah. yeah. So thank goodness. Hopefully, my uh, tax return goes through in that time. That's yeah. Every. File quick, file now. <laughs> Not worried about it. I'll get it when I get it. Or if you have any plans to travel via plane, do it during that three weeks. Um, another DC news. Um, as I'm looking through my phone, I didn't write this one down, but it seems like DC is cutting the Hanna Barbera stuff. Oh, uh, Sco- bummer! Scooby Doo Apocalypse is officially canceled uh, with oh. issue 36, and there's no kind of plans on doing anything and that might be part of the whole getting back to their roots thing i'm kind of bummed because some of those were really so those good, were good yeah, stories. The, the flintstone story was 
Other than, in, in recent memory, other than Doctor Star and the Kingdom of Lost Tomorrows, the only book that made me cry is the scene where Vacuum Cleaner dies. <laughs> I don't know if you guys read Flintstones, but... No, I heard it was really, really good. Holy shit, it's rough. It's brutal. And Scooby Apocalypse, now that that's ending, I can finally catch up on that, because that's one that everyone says is so good. It It's it's Gen 13. That's what Scooby. Says, yeah. yeah. That's pretty much what it was. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. So. Cool. Uh, anything else? Are we... Anything um, I don't know if you guys remember a couple podcasts ago we were talking about absolutely uh, not. Buddies in uh, New England, John and Ben, Cass, uh, the guys from Castle Comics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, doing a fundraiser for the kid with the brain tumor in Australia. Yeah, I think well, we had mentioned this about six yeah. months ago. Um, um, well, he has taken a turn for the worse. He's in a hospice. Uh, now, when he went into hospice, they had given him like three or four days, and he, he's been there like a month. So, I mean, he's kind of hanging in there. They think he's, but he can't see now and he can't hear. So, um, what they're doing is they're trying to get one of those card drives going where you send. Like a, a well, he can card. still see a little bit because aren't, yeah. aren't they pushing for um, Marvel to yes, release that, a subtitled version of Endgame for him? Yes, um, they have a petition to that we were we're going to put links for both of these. We're going to put his address where you can send the card on our uh, podcast page. We're also going to put a link to the petition to try and get Marvel to release the subtitled uh, Endgame movie. So he can see it before. So, so Doug can sign that petition for us. Doug, sign Listen, that shit. Anybody who's listening, if I don't care if you co- never comment, please do just that. Yeah, do that. Just I, the, I, I, the, I had to do something. The kid's an amazing the podcast. Kid. Down, man, he's like a bummer over here. <laughs> it, it is, it is sad, but the kid has such a great spirit. Um, you know, he's up until the very end. He's still joking. He's still ribbing uh, Ben and Josh when he talks to him. Well, um, we read Josh too. I so, mean, Ben and John. <laughs> but yeah, we're gonna, we're going to put links up to that. I, I, and I'd uh, like to rib them a few f- times. Yeah, <laughs> just please take a couple seconds, sign that petition, and uh, if you if you feel it in your heart, send a card over to them. Yeah, we'll have right. links on our podcast page and on the Facebook page and the Twitter page. I can put them up on the Twitter page as well, which is a little more active now. Oh, oh, all right. Um, shout outs, uh, obviously Castle. Obviously. Obviously uh, Doug. Obviously Doug. Doug, Doug who's, run, for listening, who's Doug. Running, a, running a D&D campaign I was invited to tonight. I had to bail on Doug to produce content But for you Doug. got cheese. I did, Yeah, but I didn't get Doug. You didn't get Doug. You but, should bring Doug. Oh, we dug on you a lot tonight. <laughs> Maybe. You should You should invite Maybe Doug. Should, yeah. yeah. Doug, you're invited. This is your This is your formal invitation. Um, Yeah, he'll, he can use today's mic. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much any Friday between five and about eleven is when this thing runs. So, yep. Um, um, Steve Kafka. Yep. Uh, Panels and Ink. Uh, George Verbeck. And then uh, Jason Stevens. Jason Jim Stevens. Sears. Uh, uh, L. J. McGee's comic Calvacade. Calvacade. Um, he does some online sales as well. Uh, you know, oh, he's got Comic Book Mafia and all those guys. Right? That they're all they're all uh, a part that, of yep. All right. Yeah. We're supposed to be part of the mafia too, right? Yeah, we we are. We so are. Mean, Jimmy, so I don't they... know about you two. Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa. I thought whoa. the podcast was the, the podcast, podcast is a member of. Okay, yeah, the we're, mafia, we're part so of which we're all. We're, so, so if we have people that need to be, you know, 
taken care yeah, of comically. We need, need to disappear. We need any spines broken. For, forget the books, about it. Need to disappear. <laughs> That's you know, just saying. You never heard loose li- lips. If we need yet. anyone, ret- if we need like anyone that. retconned. Ooh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. That's, look, yeah, look, it's I, like that's why you hey. got me and Jimmy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he can only go a half a block. <laughs> I was just gonna that's say all I mean. he needs. <laughs> <laughs> so. And I've seen every episode of Forensic File SVU and CSI. So, so homework. I don't need homework. Research, research, homework. Oh, I just, and I'd like I I'd like to enjoy. say that I'd like to say that me and the new editor. Oh, sh- shout out to Jared Simonitis, our new editor. Yep, stepping up, he, he's stepping um, up. Yep. Gonna Thank hopefully you, get. I appreciate you. Get some timestamps and all that goodness going. Get out some of our dead air issues that we have from time to time, where we go very visual on a audio <laughs> platform, <laughs> which I'm sure you all love. Yes, because you know they're envisioning this stuff. Yeah. Hey, if we ever get enough comments we could maybe do like a comment number goal to do like a lot like a recorded a recorded a video recorded episode like a special oh listen when we get tom king or donny cates in here you better believe we're going to set up like a panel view so we can have the conversations and that definitely will be and that might be when comic book rehab gets their own youtube page um we would definitely be doing that out in the furnace store Sure, because I'm not. What there's no, there's no aesthetic back here, and <laughs> I mean, listen, I mean, maybe if may, maybe if Bright Boy here cleaned up his comic piles <laughs> what, that are just strewn all what over. About, the place. What about what about the charm? What about the eight cases of empty beers that are back here? <laughs> hey, the, the bottles of whiskey. That and, is and aesthetic. <laughs> However, it's the the boxes on top of boxes. Yeah, you know, it's 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 ambiance for, for all of you that like. <laughs> don't know what we're talking about we do record out of a storeroom please please send us like some comments so we can get some right um okay all right let's wrap this up let's wrap this let's up yeah this. we're 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 evidently running out of gas now so all right so thanks for uh making it this long if you have and um thanks to everybody we just thanked and um i'm the maestro i'm the mad hatter jimmy kimmel almost live Arg Pirate Josh. All right. Be good to each other.